Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. <laughs> what about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get to pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm screaming too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And as always, you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Check us out there. And uh, you can chime in on what you'd like to discuss on today's show or if you have a question for our guest in hour number one, Willie Smith. You can drop that as well, and we'll pass it along to the former ECU and NFL O lineman. Got Willie here uh, and Ellerby in hour number one. Brian Bailey joining us later on in today's program to talk pirate football, high school football week one, uh, week two preview, and some NFL as well. And Bryce Williams, former East Carolina tight end, will be here in hour number three. We'll get his thoughts on this 2022 East Carolina football team. We are just over a week away from the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. We are about a week and a half away from kicking things off East Carolina NC State. So it is all ramping up right now. Shirley Rhodes, Chan Man, CJ Schaefer here. As I mentioned, Ellerby is here. Hello, Jonathan. What's up, Clipper? You are right. Nine days until the Pirate Radio football kickoff party, Thursday, September 1st. Man, it is going to be a blast at the State Theater. We are getting down to the uh, tickets are getting pretty low. So uh, if you're thinking about joining us at the State Theater, go ahead and jump on uh, our website at pr927fm.com and uh, get your tickets now. So it should be a lot of fun. And then two days later, we'll be at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium for kickoff East Carolina NC State. And if you're there, you might see Willie Smith dancing to some 80s music. He's got his invitation here. So yes. hopefully right. Willie will be joining us. Willie, good to see you again. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. I couldn't be any better, man. Good to hear. Good to hear. We're talking football today with uh with big willie ellerby and the crew also a big day ellerby because it's paps blue ribbon tailgate tuesday right here on pirate radio live coming up this hour we're going to give away a 12 pack of the pb arg thank you ellerby for finishing that for me uh tailgate tuesday brought to you by paps blue ribbon so we got that coming your way later on this hour as well all right uh we had a great show yesterday ellerby we were we had the revolving door going with players inside the Delcor Players Lounge and we're able to talk to them about fall camp ending and, and let's start there Willie it, it seemed like a bit of a sigh of relief like there's still hard work to go but those players really seem to be happy with the fall camp period ending what do you remember about that oh yeah man after a, a long long camp man that's that's the best feeling to, to get that last practice done and know that hey now we're getting ready to, to get serious and get ready for the first team of the season so it's a big relief but you're excited as well, well what's the biggest relief from fall camp being over it's just the uh, the drag of man day in and day out all you're talking about is football from film watching to walkthroughs to you know the padded practices and it was day in and day out man it's 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 tough so you look forward to going to class 
Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes, thank God. A, bu- a building with AC in the worst thing, I guess. I can, I, can, right. I can go in a meeting room or a classroom and actually see females and uh, see other people other than a bunch of sweaty dudes talking right. football, huh? Absolutely. You like that, huh? Yeah. I asked Coach Houston Saturday about the back and forth with offense and defense because, you know, Willie, like you, you don't want one side of the ball to dominate when right. you're doing those scrimmages. So he said it was a great back and forth. Defense won the first scrimmage. Offense came back strong. Scrimmage two. Yeah. Also said there were some skirmishes in there, and we always see that some some fights, some scuffles going on at training camp. He said it was healthy. It didn't cross the lines and go right. into the locker room and stuff. But you know how much did that kind of stuff go on when you're beating on the same guy every single day? Yeah, I mean that's that's very common, man. When everybody's trying to be the best and they, they're trying to prove their point that they are one of the best, it's just going to happen. And like you said, it's healthy that that happens sometimes. If it's not happening, then you really got a problem. Yeah, right. So it can be a good thing. How also though, how do you how do you make sure you turn it off once you take the pads and the helmet off and like, all right, this guy's my buddy, he's my brother. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's kind of a fine line there. Yeah, it is and it comes down to having respect. You know, as long as you're respecting that guy in front of you, then it's not going to go beyond the field. Yeah. I mean, the tensions are high on the field. Everybody, you know, drilling is up, so it's natural to happen there with but if it's happening off the field, you gotta you gotta carry the problem. Down. In the in the NFL, when you played, I mean, you're going against the defensive line every day, and you could have built up some grudges or some smack talk there. Yeah. But then there's also guys that want your position yeah. right behind you too. So I mean, were you, were you ever concerned or worried or have grudges against uh, it when, especially in the NFL, where yeah. you're really fighting for a job? No, nah, that's 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 very interesting, and I can say that my time in the NFL, yes, we're all competing for that one spot, but at the same time. We're all working together, and you know you want what's best for the guy in front of you. But at the same time, you want you want to make sure you get that spot. So, yeah, we're going to be friends. But you know, when we get the field time, hey, we all you turn it on at that point. Were there ever any moments, uh, not maybe with you, but with other teammates, that you thought like, hey, man, th- this this grudge has gone into the locker room, which could poison the locker room that y'all had to uh, either uh, sit down somebody or have a team meeting and talk about it. Well, me personally, never happened to me because I'm a, I'm a nice guy. Right. <laughs> but I, I have seen that happen in cert, certain um, locker rooms, certain teams. And, you know, it, it's definitely an issue that got to be addressed right away because it can bleed into the field and to, to the games. Willie Smith joining us. Well, yesterday we were talking uh, to Jeremy Lewis, who is East Carolina's rush in and prime for a big year, yeah. and started talking about the chess match that is a football game. It's not just who's the biggest and strongest. Right. So I'm asking him what he's looking at pre-snap, and he's talking about the triangle with the you know what's in the backfield, what's in the line, how is that lineman set up? Right. So so he's looking at that. Now as an O lineman, are you trying to disguise what's coming from your end? Like, so how does that back and forth work with that pre snap uh, stuff going on? Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of that comes down to your film review. So you know, the great offensive linemen they watch film because they they want to be able to see, hey, what cues are this guy giving away? So I can know, you know, if they're coming inside, you know, what are the alignments of the linebackers? Are they more outside? I know this guy coming in then. Or if you see three guys lined up inside it. You know somebody's got to come inside. So you're picking up all those pre-snap cues. And as an offensive lineman, you know, you want your stats to look the same, whether it's a run or pass. And that can be hard sometimes, mm-hmm. but you definitely want to do that. And we talked last week about how mentally draining it can get in the fourth quarter and your brain maybe slows down a little bit. So you want to make sure you're you're uh, you're not fatigued there at the end of the game. But but does that happen where, you know, how quickly is that brain working in the first play of the, the first quarter compared to the, the fourth quarter? Can you keep it all in the, the, the entire game? 
Yeah, well, that's that's the difference between, you know, the guy that plays in high school to the guy that goes into college to the guy that makes it to the NFL. Right. It's their level of focus. And, you know, the great ones can focus regardless of the first play of the game or the last play of the game. They, they, they train their brain to do that. I heard this, uh, someone say this the other day, we were talking football, and you, you just tell me true or false. The offensive linemen are the smartest people on the team. Oh, absolutely true. <laughs> and, and why is that? Because we got to think about so many things that's happening out there, and then we all got to communicate the same thing and be on the same page. So, absolutely. Who, and if who would be at the bottom of the spectrum of uh, not the smartest person on the football team? Defensive, <laughs> defensive line. I was going to say. <laughs> so they always say, you know, DBs are wide receivers that can't catch, and maybe D linemen are. You know, O lineman that can't think, <laughs> O lineman that can't pass the test. I so. think he just said that. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was true, and and I do think I even mentioned it yesterday talking to the O lineman from East Carolina, all very Willie Smithish, like kind of level headed, soft spoken, but then I guess the switch turns on when you get out on the right. football field, right? Right, right. Have you ever been on the offensive line? You talk about the focus of an offensive lineman. Yeah. What happens when one of the you guys is not focused? Can you? I mean, how do you how do you lock in to say, hey, man? What's going on over there? Yeah, well, your your teammates are going to always, hey, man, come on, let's get together. Hey, man, you got the next play. In football, it's all about playing the next play. You may have a bad play. Somebody might beat you. You might get got off the ball slow, or you might have jumped off sides. But in football, man, you got to have a short-term memory. You got to say, all right, next play up, let's go. How do you have that short-term memory? Man, it's just training. You got to train your brain to constantly do it over and over and over with that mindset even from practice you take it from practice you take it to the field when do you think you got that was it in high school or did it take you to college to to really get the net because i mean it's easier said than done i mean it's it's like a muscle man you got to work it you know it it starts in high school and then you develop it more and more in college and then by the time you get to the league you got it at that point huge difference of being a fan and a watcher than a player is that short-term memory because It'll be the second quarter. We're we're still talking about a penalty on the first drive of the game. Right. But if we, you know if a guy's called for a holding or or gives up a sack, I mean that play's done. You got to get ready for the next one. I mean that right. that's a talent in its own, probably. It, it really is, man. Because you think about it, especially if it's like a, a big play in the game and you give up a sack, like crap. Like if you if you harp on that, it's going to affect you for the next four to five plays. Yeah. So you got to say, what well, man, I messed up, and then just turn it back on and keep going and do it better and better. When you come off the field, when there's an offense and defensive switch, uh, you, you get meet with your offensive line coach. What, what what generally are some of the conversations you guys are having uh, when the offensive line has you guys huddled up on the bench? Yeah, well, in the NFL, they had the, uh, you know, the iPads, and it had the play. So you can't say, well, he was lined up over here. Cause they, they, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's no line, right? So they, they make the adjustments, say, hey, look, man, you know, you know, get out there faster or or set deeper or shoot your hands faster. They, they give you little pointers like that, that that help you out a lot. How about that technology, Willie? Like, um, you didn't have that in high school. Uh, what right. did you have at East Carolina? Did they print out? sheets or did you have computers what did you have to look at at ecu on the sidelines yeah if i remember correctly man they had the printout so yeah. it'll snap a shot of that play and then that's when you talk about hey this is what you need to do and this is how we're going to scheme it up if this guy's keep beating us they're going to change it up a little bit and in the nfl you're watching actual video of it on the yeah. sidelines right yeah. so there's no running from that at all nah, like nah, you said you can't get away from it <laughs> uh i tell you what can we uh hear a little bit of steve shankweiler ellaby he 100%. said some things uh saturday and media day i want to ask willie about so steve shankweiler he's Carolina offensive coordinator. This is from Saturday's Media Day. He's been in the program now three three years. It seems to have finally kind of yeah. taken that next step. Yeah, and, and you know, I think 
I think that's the right phrase. He needs to take that next step. And that's, you know, that's always a giant step for a kid who's been here, knows what to do, been in the program, bought into the system, but has never really gotten a chance to play. But he's matured enough now that he will have some, he'll have some bumps in the road. But uh, I think by, you know, the more he plays, I think the kid's got a lot of upside. Avery at center, how much more comfortable do you think he is second year playing that position, all the experience from last year? He's really good. He's really good. His, his, the negative, unfortunately, is what we'd see the first week. You know, he's not – he doesn't – I don't want to say he struggles, but like all centers, playing against a, a 320-pound nose that just goes straight ahead is an issue for him. But when it comes to – well, in the film today, he reached a three technique one time today on the mid wide zone. I mean, I, well, oh, stop running that back. The kid's lying on the outside shoulder of the guard, and he's reaching it. I mean, he's got great lateral movement, and uh, he loves the position now that now he's been there. He's doing really well. All right, buddy. See you. Coach Hank, how you doing, sir? Good. How you doing? Good. Uh, when you bring in guys like Moore and Red, you know, how quickly – does it click with you, what you want to do, what they've already learned in their career? How does that go? Well, there, there's there's some unlearning. You know, the fundamentals that we teach are, are going to be, a, a, you know, similar. To, you know, football's football. But, you know, the, the things – no, I'll give you a great example. I can answer that question this way. You know, Parker made the statement to me that where he came from, the focus was so much on assignments – and not so much on fundamentals. Well, we're not the opposite, but we are a we really believe in fundamentals because you know we just always felt like here that that we have to develop players. And so, how do you take a, for lack of a better term, a, a, a two-star guy and make him into a three or four-star guy? We got to teach him how to play. Well, you know, he has made that statement to me on more than one occasion that that's. The, we stress that so much here. So that's a little bit of a learning curve for him. Understanding defenses and assignments, he's like that. I mean, he, you know, he's played, he gets it. But uh, I, I think each one of them has an individual, uh, you know, learning curve they have to go through. And not a negative thing because they've all played a lot of football. I mean, two of them played for four years. Uh, but the way we do it, the things that we stress – a guy like Ben having to go from tackle to center, that's obviously a big transition. So he's having to learn like he's a freshman. So uh, and uh, and then and then uh, and then Justin, you know, he he was a guard. You know, we're playing him at tackle and guard. And so there's a little bit more on his plate as far as as far as assignments and so forth. Did the uh, sickness that went through the team last week affect weights on your offensive line? How did everybody come out of that that weird deal? Well, you know offensive linemen, it takes them about 12 hours to eat back to where they should be. <laughs> so that wasn't an issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it sounded like the offense played maybe a little better, according to Coach Houston, than last week's scrimmage, and, and you all had a good week on that side of the ball. I mean, what kind of growth did you see this week at practice from the offense as a whole? You know, I, I think it always takes offense more time to get going um, because so much of it is – timing, you know, and, 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 and precision, whereas defense is more reaction, okay? 
you know, uh, it's naturally going to take a little bit longer. But, but I, I thought we started to make some some big plays. I think our kids have they've competed their tails off from since day one. Uh, you know, and I think you know some of the fundamentals that, that you know one thing's competing, but the other thing's competing correctly. I think some of them will start to really, okay, I remember how to do that. Okay, I know how to do that. And, and so we're, we're doing, we're getting a lot more of the the how to do it accomplished. You know, and so that, that's, that lends itself to making big plays. We've talked a lot about how far the offensive line has come since you uh, have been here and also the defensive line. So how about together those battles? I mean, you got to have some great battles going on in practice, right? Well, I, I look out there. I look out there when we scrimmage and the third team is in there and I look across the line and they've got two starters, you know, because maybe they've been beaten out, you know, two guys have started here before. So it, it just it just forces everybody to bring their A game to work every day. Steve Shankweiler there. It's like talking to a football encyclopedia when you talk to Shank. Kind of breaks it down for us novices, and then he's using terms that only Willie understands uh, yeah. here in the room. Right. Uh, but Coach Shank there, a couple of different things from there, Willie. This is kind of an odd stat. Holden Aylers has been here for so long. This will be the first year he's had the same center for two years in a row. Wow. And maybe not a huge deal, but every little thing like that adds up, right? So yeah. that's a big deal to have uh, Avery Jones back for a second year. No, that, that's, that is huge. I mean, having that continuity between the center and the quarterback is, is very huge. I mean, you think about it, you know, he's snapping the ball to him. He's trying to block the guy in front of him, and he's communicating to the line around him. That, that's great for the old lineman around him as well. What do you prefer as O-line, uh, under center or shotgun for the quarterback? Well, it really doesn't matter to me. I got to block the guy in front of me. <laughs> so it don't matter. Did have you, you ever? ever uh, oh, have you I ever been we're center? The same question. Yeah. Man. Have you ever played center before? Never. Didn't want to. Didn't want to. What well, now? Why not? Looking back, I wish I would have because all you got to do is snap the ball and get in front of somebody. You got a guard on this side, a guard on that side. It's hard to get beat at center unless you just get blown up. Yeah. I mean, it really is. <laughs> and now they've they've kind of have they changed the rules on that? I know they have for long snap and for punts, but maybe not for the uh, the center snap. But long snappers on punts don't even have a guy in their face anymore. Right. They're just having an easy day at the ballpark, like, snapping the ball. Right, Chandler? If they change that rule, I'm going back to play center. <laughs> <laughs> also, he talked about, so the new guys coming in, and he said unlearning, and and it just made me think, Willie, you got high school coaches, Coach Shank, NFL coaches, your, uh, you know, your uncles and family members who tell you what you need to be doing. <laughs> right. So, so many different voices. How do you... I don't know, take the good, leave the bad out, combine it all. It's got to be tough, right? Yeah, no, that's definitely a challenge, uh, you know, especially when you have uh, coaches changing when, when you, you're in there. Um, Which happened to you at ECU, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, I had to unlearn everything that Coach Shank taught me because they wanted to do the vertical set, and I, it was just very hard to learn that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, at the end of the day, if you believe in the coach that's that's teaching you what to do and he has a track record of having great players play for him, then you're going to unlearn the bad habits so you can learn the good positive habits so you can have the best chance to win. How much uh, time does the offensive line spend with the offensive coordinator? Oh, it's not as much. You know, you, you have a team meeting just kind of giving you the gist of, hey, this is what we're trying to get done this week. But then, you know, you meet majority of your time with your offensive line coach and they're breaking down, hey, these are the plays we're running. This is how we're going to scheme it up. And you might make, have to make some adjustments on how you block a certain plays depending on how good of a 
defense scheme you inferno did anything coach shank said to you taught you a tip a trick here or there stick with you throughout your career like do you still remember some of the things he taught you while you were here yeah uh the the biggest thing was i, I used to be notorious for putting my head in in my block to like stop the guy you know he was like man stop doing this so one time he made me take my helmet off in practice one-on-one drill and i had to stop the guy without a helmet on <laughs> and I learned from that moment yeah. on that I would never use my head again. So not yeah. a bad teaching tactic, I guess. <laughs> pretty pretty good right there. <laughs> right. Willie Smith, Ellerby here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Can we take a break? Yeah. Uh, get another segment in. So Willie Smith gonna join us here when we return. Also at the end of the next segment, we'll be giving away our PBR Tailgate Tuesday prize. It's a twelve pack of PBR and Pirate fans. You can get stocked up for tailgating season with PBR at your favorite retailer. Look for the QR code on the PBR display and register for a chance to win a PBR cooler full of beer. Game day or any day, all pirates prefer PBR. Thanks, Elvery. We'll take a timeout, come back more with Willie Smith after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? CopyPro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a sales figure income do you have what it takes visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more now let's head back in to prl here's clip all right back with you pirate radio live here on a tuesday and uh yeah talking about hey by the way great show we'll talk to brian bailey in a moment but great show yesterday with bb as he got you ready for ecunc state with some heroes from some state games of the past, including Shane Carden, who had a monster game against the Wolfpack in 2013 in Raleigh. Also, Damon Magazoo, the game-winning interception off Russell Wilson in 2010. And going back to Luke Fisher in the Peach Bowl, legendary catch and run from Jeff Blake to knock off the Wolfpack. And, uh, Willie, you were part of that 2010 East Carolina victory here. That's right. Also... Ma'am, were you on the line in 2008 when we lost that heartbreaker in Raleigh no, in overtime? No, I was. I was defensive guy then. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> good, good to hear. Um, he was on the line when the, the first game of the season when the, the Pirates threw the Hail Mary in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on a Sunday, Labor Day Sunday, and defeated Tulsa. One of the probably one of the wilder. Anytime you can win on a Hail Mary, yeah, it's definitely one of the wilder finishes. To uh, I mean, it's just throwing it up. Well, you know who caught it. Justin. Justin Jones. You know what position he played? Tight end. Could have been you, Willie. Could have been me, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you have those hands? Could you have brought that down? Oh, no, man. That was a long throw. <laughs> <laughs> a, lo- a high throw from right. Dominique Davis and uh, a great finish there. Tuesday in August also means hard knocks. LRB, you've been watching hard knocks I this year? I have not watched a single episode yet. I... It's pretty good. It felt like it maybe got stale for a while, but it's the Lions. Dan Campbell is, which he was in the league maybe when you were. He might have started, but former uh, tight end. He uh, he practices what he preaches. He is a wild man. He's a maniac, and uh, he's fun 
to uh, watch. They got Aaron Glenn and uh, Deuce Staley on the coaching staff there who are very entertaining. So it's a pretty good watch, Ellery. You should check it out. The Lions are probably a good sympathetic team because, <laughs> they, I mean, they are the lovable losers of the NFL. They are. They've never right. been to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, they seem to just do Lions things every year that are in just the basement of the of the central in the nfc I mean. now, now willie we like hard knocks we like that access every player i've talked to hadn't been a huge fan of it so how about you what do you think about 24 7 cameras being on you while you're trying to do your job out there yeah well that's that's it's not fun man it is not because like you, everybody's always watching you um from the the staff from the team you're on now you got this you know, hard knocks watching you. Now all of us get to judge you too. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I, I remember um, when I was with the uh, the Redskins. Well, the Commanders now. Um, the uh, Patriots came in and it was hard knocks. Uh, you know, in that time, and um, I had gotten a little scrimmage with one of the guys. Man, so if y'all go back, y'all might see that. Oh, <laughs> right. okay. I had to check that out. The Patriots and uh, Washington there. Uh, yeah. a, a little, little scuffle. Was a, Who was the player? Do you scrimmage. remember the player you were in? I, I cannot remember. Yeah. It was a DN, I think, or linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, that's coming up tonight on HBO. I've uh, been enjoying that. How about uh, we were talking earlier. With, <laughs> I said it with Bailey earlier, but like, there's nothing that I look forward to more and then lose interest in faster than preseason football. Like I was so excited it was here. We got football. <laughs> and now on the weekends, I'm like doing anything thing but watching preseason but i right. uh, did see tyler sneed catch a touchdown the game winning touchdown nice. for the steelers uh you've been keeping up with it at all will you watching anything man i'm about like yeah i was excited football was back but man i i i can't get motivated to watch it yeah. preseason football one makes me appreciate major league baseball regular season because <laughs> once i get I, i'm like you guys i'll start watching it and i'll be like kind of stale here let me go see if there's an mlb game on right. and number two i mean the preseason stuff even with like tyler sneed I, I saw it on on twitter but it's a highlight deal i mean right. definitely for the preseason oh it's yeah like, let's see the big plays that happen right and uh there's no need to sit there for 60 minutes to watch it or longer to watch a full nfl preseason game yeah yeah so uh baker mayfield was finally named the starter as we all assumed would happen in carolina and uh, that quarterback battle, if it was one, is over. So there is some news coming out. One thing coming out of preseason that's got a lot of players uh, and a lot of former players talking, Willie, is the block in the Browns and uh, Giants game. And it is a low block. A What would you call that kind of block? A cut, Chop block. Chop yeah, block. Cut chop, block. Yeah. yeah. On uh, the prize draft pick of the Giants, uh, Kevon Thibodeau, and he's going to be okay. He's not going to miss the season or anything. The Giants coach, who, by the way, is an offensive guy, came out and said it's it's legal in the rules. So he didn't come out and say it was dirty. You've got a ton of guys saying it's dirty. you got old offensive linemen like Mark Schlereth saying it's part of the game. So you're watching it right now, Willie. What do you think about this block? It, it yeah. looks like a, maybe a tight end coming yeah, over. It's like the tight end's coming to, on block back. But, I mean, in that scenario, you, you expect that guy to stay up. Nobody's playing for the cut there. Now, if it's a, a, a receiver coming at you, you expect him to come take your legs out. But that's a tight end coming at you. You don't expect that. So... I mean, I personally think it's dirty, man. You can even see Thibodeau kind of bow up right. like he's about to take a hit. Exactly. And if he was going to play the cut, he would have been putting his hands down to the ground, but you don't see that there. You yeah. always hear about the unwritten rules in baseball. Yeah. Are right. there unwritten rules in football during a game? And yeah. what are they? No, well, I, I can't say there's an unwritten rule, but, I mean, just certain things like that, man, that you just don't expect guys to do. You know, you don't you don't want to see nobody diving at the back of somebody's legs. Like, that's unwritten rule. Like, come on, man. Like, we all out here trying to make money. Like, why are you trying to end my career? Like, <laughs> stuff like that, then, yeah. 
How about, there... how about the bottom of the pile, Willie? Uh, <laughs> running back fumbles. You're down there with a uh, a thousand other pounds of man. Like, right. what, what's going on down there? Man, Are there any rules in there, that? There's, there's no rules in that. <laughs> they, they're gouging eyes. They're pulling. Like, they're doing everything, man. It's, it's, it's nasty under there, man. What's the most painful thing that's happened to you in the bottom of the pile? Man, getting stepped on, like, with mm. cleats. I mean, God, that, you talking about painful? You on the ground and somebody step on your leg? like And it was intentional, you felt like, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Bryce was talking about that last week when he joined us because uh, we were uh, – Isaiah Winstead had – messed up his finger and, and that happens with receivers tight ends probably happens with you guys a lot too right, right? right. uh but he said one of the things we don't think about is that cleat you know stepping into you yeah. whether it be your foot your your <laughs> leg your whatever right uh, he says that that happens a lot and, and we don't really think about that much no nah, no nah, that's that's very true man those cleats are, are terrible man especially on the on the o-line you get stepped on all the time your feet do anyway and when you when you see a guy just kind of randomly fall and he's trying to kick slide to get to the guy and they're like well, what happened on the edge he probably got stepped on what about uh when it's like third and one fourth and goal like those really tight formations stuff where you, everybody's just gonna you know yeah. where you know the quarterback or the running back's gonna do a, right. a quick sneak that just seems like a, a a recipe for a lot of cleats to step on you or just a big pile right there is, is do you like those formations well you know honestly in that scenario it's rare for you to get stepped on because you're so low and you're trying to dig the guy out in front of you that your feet are more behind you in that scenario so you're not getting stepped on in that scenario as much Willie Smith joining us as uh, East Carolina NC State coming up week one. Excited about that and excited about the return of football. Uh, high school football week one in the books. Week two coming up this Friday night. C.J. Wilson, uh, coach in North Pitt. Willie, you said uh, you're expecting a bounce back from uh, from C.J. Wilson in North Pitt this week, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I went to the game last week and uh, the guys played hard, so that's number one. You want to see them play hard. They played hard and um, the only thing that killed no man was the penalties. You know, they would drive the whole field getting the red zone then the penalties would take them out of that and you know that's that's what killed them how about uh cramping i, I remember doing some <laughs> high school games seemed like week one you'd lose like 20 players they'd be dropping yeah. like flies yeah did that happen the other night it did man <laughs> you would be surprised the amount of guys that was going down grabbing their legs one guy got carried off the field I'm like come on man <laughs> <laughs> and uh and we'll, and speaking of, we were talking about little injuries you pick up and everything yeah they're out there like with parts taped up and that i mean you look like a cyborg by week five and you're just playing through it right so when we ask you during the season you know how you doing health wise you're never really 100 percent during the season are you you're only 100 percent at the first snap of the first game (laughs) after that man it's all downhill and you just you know take like you said you taping it together to make it through the season what were some wellness tips that uh you would do during the season to try to keep you as healthy as possible i mean I, i was a cold tub guy like every day I was in the cold tub after practice, you know, before the games, you know, I get in there early, do like a contrast, hot and cold and those little things like that, man. And try to eat as clean as possible to, to really keep your body at its, you know, optimum performance. What about a game day meal? Was there, is there one you prefer? I mean, how much are you eating uh, before? Like East Carolina is going to play at noon right, next right. next Saturday. Walk us through what Willie Smith would be uh, eating the 24 hours before that game. Yeah, so, you know, 24 hours before the game, man, I'm probably eating a lot of pasta because that's going to fuel you the next day. Me too. All those carbs. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, eating that, eating some protein, and uh, just, you know, more than anything, just trying to 
get hydrated, like drink as much Gatorade and water because when you wake the day of, it's too late at that point to get hydrated. What are you doing that morning, like from when you wake up from 6 a.m. till till kickoff? I mean, what what, what kind of, are you putting any food? What kind of food are you putting in yourself? Yeah, I mean, you normally eat about four hours before the game, four to five hours before the game. And, um, you know, once again, you're probably eating some pasta, some, uh, some lean chicken, and uh, maybe some corn or some broccoli or something like that. But you're not going to eat too heavy because you don't want to go into the game feeling bloated. You ever had to go to the bathroom during the game? No, I got lucky, man. Never had to do that. It's a great question, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> right. And what would you do if you had to? Yeah. You'd just yeah. go for it, I guess. I <laughs> right. Uh, I mentioned those cramps earlier and hydrating. I bet they, the coaches and everything, really banged you over the head with that, like, hydrate, hydrate, drink, and you're probably like, all right, I got it. Right. Uh, but uh, that is something you got to learn, right? I mean, did you ever, did you cramp up and then, realize okay i need to, to hydrate better did that happen to you yeah i mean I, I think i cramped real bad one time and then after that it's like man never again so it's just <laughs> always drinking water drinking uh, drinking the gatorades things like that to keep your body really at its you know audible performance man willie smith joining us he'll be joining us tuesdays here we'll have some games to break down two weeks from now we'll have a game to break down willie that's exciting yeah so. it'll be game week when you're here next week yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. any i mean you seem loose you seem excited i mean we've talked before you've got some relatives on the team this year have right. you talked to them how do they what are they what are they relaying to uh willie smith about how ecu football is going yeah, I mean, they said the guys are working hard, man. They, they working hard. What we speak more of is, hey, man, what are you doing to get better? Like, I, I'm talking mindset with those guys because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that separates a starter from a backup guy is their mindset. And, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. That's that's more so what we'd be talking about. I say this as a good thing. If this was three, four years ago, we might get to know those Wilsons this year. We might not now because the team is so deep. And you've yeah. actually – are allowing guys to to get better and to I don't know about red shirt but to get on the practice field before you have to throw them out into the fire. So right. I think that's a good thing that uh, we're going to have younger guys next year, two years from now, that are going to be you know starters that we're able to develop, and that's right. something this program has really missed for a while. No, no, that's definitely huge, man. Having that opportunity to you know develop the fundamentals that Coach Saint was talking about because fundamentals are everything. He used to always tell me, man, I don't care how good the other guy is in front of you. If you got great fundamentals, you could play with anybody, and that's so true. Willie Smith joining us, Ellerby. Enjoyed it, guys. We'll uh, we'll see you next week, Willie. Absolutely, that was great, man. Thank you. And uh, Ellerby, let's uh, let's give away an awesome prize right now. Yeah, and Willie, uh, Rook, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you if they need to buy some real estate. Yeah, well, if you want to reach me, man, hit me up on my cell. It's two five two two five eight eight one six eight two five two two five eight eighty one sixty eight. There it is. Now, here's another number for you: three one seven twelve fifty. Call that now because you can win a 12-pack of PBR, Paps Blue Ribbon, Tailgate Tuesday, going on today. Shirley, what color are we looking for here? She is flashing up a 10. Perfect 10. A straight 10. All right, caller number 10, 317-1250. A 12-pack of PBR can be yours. We're back with more on Pirate Radio Live after this.
are listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party presented by Bud Light on Thursday, September 1st is approaching fast and tickets are on sale right now for only 10 bucks. 100% of the ticket sales will be donated to these four local charities, SportWorks Ministries, Riley's Army, Daughters for Dads, the Heather Ann Pertee Scholarship Fund at the ECU School of Nursing. The Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party will also feature entertainment by America's favorite 80s tribute band, The Breakfast Club, plus the world-famous Budweiser Clydesdales will be on site for a photo opportunity. The place to be to kick off football season is at the State Theater in downtown Greenville. For the best party of the year, go to PR927FM.com right now to get your tickets before they sell out, and we'll see you on Thursday, September 1st. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Welcome back to the program. Shirley Rhodes, the Chan Man, joining me here. Also, uh, Peter interning with us. Might get to know him in a moment. Um, there are, man, we got a lot going on. We have Media Day, so we got all those interviews up for you uh, that you can download or check out on YouTube. We've got the Players Lounge podcast coming up. We have the Delcor Players Lounge on Monday. We got part one of that podcast coming up. Uh, at six o'clock tonight part two six o'clock on wednesday because we went the whole show with the guys yesterday so we split those into two so a lot of great interviews coming up at six o'clock tonight and on wednesday night and episode two of crime time with clip and judy the the judy being my wife uh has dropped and we talk about a case uh from washington north carolina right down the road uh, from 1988 and we go through that and that is uh, available now. We've got a uh, a clip. Let's let's run a promo clip for that, like we're on a uh, talk show with Jay Leno or something. Uh, let's hear it, Shirley. They don't have much right now, and we'll. You mentioned this last night after we watched everything. There's not a lot of physical evidence tying the murderer or ers to the crime, right? Right. It's there isn't. So all the massive blood that's in that room is the two victims. Yes. As far as we know. Yes. And And there weren't like fingerprints. Nineteen eighty eight. I mean DNA they could have got something, fingerprint but there was none of that too, right? Right. Yeah. So they needed something, like they needed a smoking gun. Well guess what they found? A smoking fire. We'll be right back. Just kidding, that was in a perfect <laughs> setup for a commercial. <laughs> um so again this is in washington north carolina i guess the hero of this case is a hog farmer <laughs> and they're the heroes of this earth um bacon might have probably would have got the suspects to break eventually i'm gonna say but this evidence but would this not have been found correct and this is the the smoking gun what smoking gun was that tune in and find out wow a hog farmer uh, turns out to be the hero in this case. The suspense. A pit county within Channel Honeycutt. So check that out. Uh, Crime Time Episode 2. By the way. Uh, There's not a pimp in this one, is there? No pimp. This is pimp free. Ah, dang it. Yeah. Should we have focused just on pimp stories? <laughs> yes. Um, how about this, Chandler? Numbers don't lie. Crime Time Episode 1 on SoundCloud. More listens than the podcast with John Gilbert. You're kidding. <laughs> I'm not the facts are people, facts people don't care about ecu athletics they care about murder Errors. 
So there you go. That's that's the sick kind of people we are. Oh and God. you are. All right. Moving on. That's fun to do. Uh, let's get to know uh, Peter for a moment. Sure. Why not? Peter. Welcome to Pirate Radio. As uh, we have a new crop of interns here. Peter, how you doing, man? Good. How you doing? Good. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm uh, coming up on my senior year here at uh, ECU. I'm a communications major, concentration in public relations. Um, big sports fan, big ECU guy. Uh, well, I worked a little bit uh, last year with the uh, men's and women's basketball team, uh, doing media relations with uh, Chip Welch, Pat McGuinn, yeah. and Thomas mm-hmm. Ellen when he was still here. Um, yeah, so I worked with them and also uh, with Cross, where I got to work with Shirley a little bit. So oh, cool. That's cool. And, uh, man, we got, we threw you into the fire. Got you on video production today. Yep. So, doing, uh, appreciate your help around here as you're getting to uh, get your feet wet. Where are you from originally? Uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. All right. So, are you a Panthers fan? Yeah, Panthers, Hornets, Charlotte Knights. Hey, we got a Hornets yeah, guy to talk to. Mm-hmm. I mean, just yesterday we had Ryan Jones in here with the Charlotte skyline tattoo and crown. And uh, not a big Hornets fan. He, and he said because... When he was coming up, they were the Bobcats, and they were so bad, he just couldn't get into it. Well, no wonder, because that was <laughs> atrocious years for Charlotte sports. It was. Especially that seven-win season, the year that I started watching the Bobcats. Yeah, I remember I went to a, uh, I went to a game that year. I think I saw him play the Nets. but mm. I went to a game the very next year, and the usher told me that they were literally selling tickets at gas stations. Not even selling them. They were giving them away for yeah. free at gas stations. <laughs> Uh, on the outskirts of Charlotte. 15 yeah. regular unleaded and free tickets <laughs> would be a great deal. So, uh, Hornets, Panthers, who's your baseball team? I mean, I'm not a huge b- baseball guy, but if I had to choose one, I'd be the Red Sox. All right. How about uh, Hurricanes? Do you care about hockey? No, but not really. Yeah, I'd cheer for the Hurricanes. All right. How you feeling about uh, the Baker Mayfield decision? I mean, it's better than Sam Darnold. You know, I agree. I would I would say that up until before they got Sam Darnold, I was not looking forward to this season. But now that you know they got someone that can lead this team to the playoffs, I think that it's. I, I think that they can. I think they can get at least eight nine wins, which is an improvement from I agree five win seasons the last right. three years. That would be those are pretty high expectations. I would say after the first two years of Matt Rule, nine, and if you can get nine, maybe you can sneak in. How many wins did the Eagles have last year? I think, it, I think year? it can happen in the NFC. Uh, Eagles had nine wins last Steelers year. Steelers had nine wins last year, and they squeaked in. There you go. It can happen, folks. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, ECU basketball. Man, I'm a uh, I'm a big ECU basketball guy. Did you get fired with Joe Dooley? Is that why you're no longer with them? No. <laughs> <laughs> they cleaned house. Uh, but, uh, yeah. You know, Joe at- Dooley actually tried to intern here. He said, no, <laughs> we got this Peter guy coming in. So. <laughs> um i'm excited I, i'm looking forward to seeing and we're gonna have to get to know all their new players and uh but i like coach schwartz speaking of joe Dooley, congratulations going back to kansas back to kansas uh his old uh stomping grounds there with uh with bill self all right peter uh anything else we should ask peter uh i don't know peter uh, peter uh, what's your favorite tv show peter tv show family guy hmm yeah interesting i didn't know that was uh do they still have new episodes yeah i'm pretty wow. sure season, they just finished season 20 holy moly that is crazy yep. how about uh movie um glorious bastards okay yeah good call 
i uh what did i watch recently uh i watched django again for like the third time tarantino movies i got one more question all right have you ever picked a pickled pepper no i have not okay wow <laughs> that is bad that's Sorry. bad stuff Sorry. i was gonna ask if he ate pumpkins but i guess uh do you know paul and mary <laughs> do you even know what that means no okay. <laughs> peter paul and mary yeah, it was a, yeah. it was a group it's a musical group all right uh, god i feel well. old <laughs> what are you uh feeling about week one ecu and nc state uh, i think it's going to be a packed house i'm looking forward to it uh you know i think that uh i've been seeing a lot of nc state people on twitter sleeping on sleeping on the pirates but you know we definitely got a good shot uh you've been listening to all of our interviews here on pirate radio just non-stop i'm sure uh what are you who's going to be the leading receiver on east carolina's team this year probably cj okay yeah redemption that would be a great bounce back but but i will say that i think that keaton mitchell is top three in receiving yards see this is mm. what i like that, that's what i like I like that. Throwing out little nuggets like that. See what sticks. Keaton Mitchell, top three receiving yards, along with C.J. Johnson and... Ryan Jones? Yeah, Ryan Jones. Do y'all not know Isaiah Winstead? Y'all ever met the guy? He was in that chair right there yesterday, Chandler. I don't know. That that finger might cause him to... That finger, man. He's got nine other fingers. <laughs> Technically, he's got, what, seven and two thumbs, right? yes does he have his thumbs you know i never look to see if people have thumbs when i meet them i just assume they do you know yeah you probably shouldn't ass- uh, he's got a thumb he's got two thumbs <laughs> this guy's got two thumbs <laughs> you shouldn't assume anything hey buddy i'm just gonna assume you have two thumbs <laughs> well you, when you handshake you can see one and you can come feel across them too. you can feel them <laughs> yeah oh yeah he's got thumbs yeah all right hey how did you find out about pirate radio what made you want to come intern with us um i saw something on twitter about it and i want to say it was you that like quote tweeted it was like this is like a great opportunity for anybody that's like interested i think Wait, i think it was a tweet did y'all a- plan this uh, no, I, I don't know peter. this is a setup i don't know peter from adam <laughs> I, I, I don't know i just, <laughs> just surely stop laughing at that, <laughs> that well you great. know what that, that is great. a what we like to call around here a cool neat story that uh chandler put out the hey Look where I am now. Oh, yeah, I'm cool, neat story. Thank you, Jeff. Former intern and, uh, and two here former you are. interns. And Peter, one day you could be wasting your life up here <laughs> sitting beside me. If Does you're... anyone really care? No, Jeff, they don't. <laughs> what is your? Uh, do you have goals? You want to stay like in the sports world with your communications degree? Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. I mean, love to work for NFL team someday. Uh, you know, Carolina Panthers favorite team. So, what if you had to work for the Falcons? <laughs> I mean, you got to take the job, right? Yeah, they're the worst fans in the NFL, in my opinion. I think Panthers fans are the worst. No, you don't. I don't, but like, <laughs> you don't. Well, I mean, Cowboys fans are the worst. Yeah, Falcons fans are just. Ugh. I'm not dumb loud. like some Cowboy fans. Yeah, no. I know. Did you see the? Uh, there's a Cleveland fan, a guy and his son holding up a free Watson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. And look, that is a good example of fans are what they're human beings human beings and there are bad human beings in every human being part of america part of the world and at every fan base so it just seems like the cowboys have more than others to me well that ain't it well at least brian bailey ain't done like some cowboy fans well that's well documented 
um mike houston uh, only flaw is uh being a cowboys fan in my opinion so all right peter good to meet you man peter, Thank everybody you. peter that's big pete as we call him around stinky pete give it up for peter folks you have a nickname big pete big pete and i mean it shows you're what <laughs> six five about yeah. 230 yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's take a break we'll come back when we return brian bailey will join us we'll talk pirates we'll talk high school football we'll talk nfl and more more to go prl on a tuesday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back from sales to service. Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. Shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspection, and repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Cliff Brock, Mr. Giggles here. Oh, man. Someone, One of those truly had to be there moments. Woo. Someone, uh, someone turned over my giggle box. We'll tell you what happened, but y'all aren't going to think it's funny, but it was. So uh, we just talked to our new intern, Peter, right? Seems like a yeah. good kid. He's a good he's kid. A good kid. Okay. Good, good kid. kid. Good kid. Um, he's, uh, he says goodbye to you folks. He's walking out. He says goodbye to us through the glass. He doesn't here. just say goodbye. He gives us a he gives us a, a salute, big old salute. And Chandler, and Chandler, what did you say? And I said, man, I said that that intern Peter, he's really opening up. As Chandler's saying that, Peter goes to the door, turns the knob, pulls on it, and can't open the door. He can't open the door. <laughs> and I say, well, he. Not. And I said, I said, well, looks like intern Peter's starting to open up. And I said, well, he's not opening up that door. <laughs> and he does like a shrug. And he just walks goes. all the way down the hall. And I hear the he walks out the back. He walked out the back door. And then Chandler checks on the door and opens it right on up. So Peter. It was like a magic trick. Peter like, can't open doors. I hope Peter heard all of this and walks back in here to defend himself. Peter, if you're still listening, come back through and open that front Please door. explain. And what, I want to know what happened. Oh. But it was like perfect timing. I was like, oh man. I said, dude, I said, because I mean, just like every other intern, like they come in here, they're shy. I'm, yeah. Uh, the last intern we had, Morgan, she was kind of shy that first day, but she ended up. Well, she, no, she wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> or she was. Uh, well, anyway, they're, 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 anyway. So he's already starting to open up, and then he could. And then the comment that he made, that clip made, just tickled me. It was. And just, then it, it really made me laugh when I went over there and I opened the door right up. Perfect timing. One of those things had to be there. A lot of fun. <laughs> Alright, uh, CJ, welcome to the show. I gave CJ and Chandler a homework assignment earlier today, and uh, we'll do it after this Brian Bailey oh. interview. But uh, did you complete your assignments? I did, yeah. My All mom right. wanted me to tell her when we were about to do it. So. Alright, tell your mama that in about 25 minutes or so, 30 minutes, we're going to do it. Okay. Um, 
so something going around twitter and you guys can play at home and let us know the results if you want to in the next 25 to 30 minutes i saw this going around twitter last night it was people texting their moms uh slash significant others wives whatever asking them how many current nba players can you name and the results are hilarious because (laughs) it's a lot of old players it's a lot of shack spelled the s-h-a-c-k i saw uh dirks was in there with the s uh just like it was hilarious results so um my mom did not get back to me today i do have my wife's response to that and then chandler we have your mom's responses yeah and cj did your mom chime in awesome all right so uh if you would like to play along in the next 20 or 30 minutes if you can get the results asking your mom if she can name five current NBA players or how many NBA players can you name? Peter is back and he opened the door. That boy, Peter. Peter. He's opening the door. We're opening doors for him. He's opening doors. Thanks, Peter. That was great. Thanks for tuning in. All right. What an entrance. He's like Cosmo Kramer flying through that door. So ask your mom. Ask your moms. How many uh, current NBA players she can name? And we'll have the results for that coming up later on. Uh, Let's talk to BB on the Pit Electric Live Line. He joins us now on Pirate Radio Live. Pit Electric is your trusted electrical partner since 1981 and Eastern North Carolina's premier electrical contractor for the past 40-plus years. Pit Electric is hiring. Join the team today by going to pitelectric.com. BB, how you doing on this Tuesday, sir? doing great how are you doing great and a fantastic edition of the brian bailey show really gets you excited for east carolina nc state if you missed it make sure you check it out it's available to download it's on youtube it's on facebook it's everywhere but yesterday bailey took a walk down memory lane of the east carolina nc state series with some great pirates who had some great moments against nc state shane carden damon magazoo and luke fisher and a great idea for a show bailey that was a fun listen yesterday yeah it's always fun to go down memory lane with uh some of the guys from east carolina and, and some of the big games through the years and and those guys are really just all class class individuals and guys i've been able to keep up with through the years and it was uh, really, you know, you, what we're trying to do this time of year is, is, is continue to, to, you know, fuel the fire. It's going to be a great atmosphere, NC State, East Carolina. Everybody's fired up for it anyway. But uh, little things like that, I think, add to the excitement. few other heroes from that series, Bailey, I was thinking about, um, you know, Scott Harley, Larry Shannon. You had the Shannon uh, pull out the towel moment, which we've talked about to Larry and talked about quite a bit. And uh, another one I thought about, Bailey, kind of under the radar, but I know you remember it because every time I see the highlight, I see Brian Bailey in the back of the end zone uh, filming it about 10 feet away from Andre Allison when he's putting up the Wolfpack signs at the end of the first half. A big play, big pass play, and he's there in the end zone, Chuck Amato's final game. And uh, you're always in that highlight, Bailey, right there uh, filming it. Yeah, and, and that's what um, one of the things I asked uh, Damian Magazoo, you know, in the interview. I asked him, I said, hey, do you remember who the first person was that interviewed you, you know, in overtime? And I was fortunate. I didn't even remember it, but I saw it on the video, and I was watching it off YouTube the other day. Uh, I had a chance to get in there, and uh, we're not supposed to do interviews on the field, but we made an exception for that one. But that was that was great, too. Yeah, it's, you know, that's the one thing that you think about the upcoming football season and all the great past history and, you know, just the games involving NC State and East Carolina. They played every year for so many years. And then 
you know, the series was stopped and we've got a chance to, to get back out there and, and see the two teams play. They 90 miles apart, basically. So it's, it's a great, I think it's a great game. There's been the argument that, you know, from the state side that maybe it's not as national a game as they want, but I think everybody understands this day and age, you got to find some regional games that draw a lot of people to the games. And I think that this would be, this would be one that should be played every year, really. And I was trying to think back, Bailey, and I looked it up. You know, when is the last time this game, this matchup, featured two good teams, two bowl teams? And I went back to because it hasn't happened the last few meetings, as we recall. And then when Coach Moby, Dave Doran, that was not a turned out not to be a good East Carolina football team that year. I went back to 2013 when Shane Carden um, torched the uh, NC State, and that was a three-win NC State team. So that team wasn't very good. I guess you got to go back to 2010, the Magazoo pick on Russell Wilson. East Carolina did go to a bowl game that year. Also, you think back to 2008, Andre Brown touchdown in Raleigh against ECU. That was two football, two good football teams meeting. So it, it, my point is, it's been a long time since we had good ECU versus good NC State, and that's what we should get here in uh, a week and a half. I agree with you. And the Andre Brown, the best story there was when he scored that touchdown in overtime. I happened to be in that end zone, and I was shooting that day. And he looked right in the camera and said, Sorry, Greenville. Sorry, Greenville. The former J.H. Rose star had just broken their hearts with that touchdown in overtime. And that, that was that was a great game, too. I mean, there have been some, some really good games in this rivalry. Somehow, much like uh, the Pirate Greats, Brian Bailey finds himself in the end zone. Yeah. It's a good spot to be. Yeah. Somehow. We're, we're fired up, Bailey. Media Day on Saturday. I got to tell you that, that – and, and maybe it's it's always like this, optimism uh, springs eternal in the, in the preseason fall camp. But now we've got results from last year. We've got players we know on this roster that are good football players. And you've got the – the annual optimism and, and everything's going smooth, that kind of talk at, at fall camp. But, man, it really seems like an upbeat uh, upbeat team right now. Mike Houston seems really pleased with where his group is heading into this year. And we just recorded the first Mike Houston television show for the season this morning, and, and I asked the same question. I, I think I asked the same question at Media Day, but, you know, this seems to be – obviously camp is always a big grind for everybody involved, but it seemed like the coach and everybody else enjoyed it more – and it's basically because they've got so much experience. I mean, they're not having to beat their heads against the wall to get a guy to hustle or to get a guy yeah. to do this or that. Those guys know, you know, what it takes to, to do what they're trying to do. And I think that they all pretty much enjoyed it. They got, you know, they came through it healthy. And they're looking forward to the regular season. I asked Mike Houston Saturday about the back and forth between the offense and defense. And he said... Hey, look, we, we had some skirmishes out there, and uh, and he said it was good, it was healthy, and it all the, the good thing about it, it stopped uh, between those lines and didn't carry over to the locker room or anything. We talked about that with the players yesterday on the Delcor Players Lounge. But after here, after just thinking everything was so rosy and everything, it was nice to hear that there was some dust ups out there, and uh, you know, physical, tough football team. That's what Mike Houston wants, and that's what Mike Houston has built here, Bailey. He really has, and he came here, you know, with a mission, and he knew he had to change the culture. You know, he talks about the first time East Carolina played State under Mike Houston. That was the first game of the Mike Houston era, and he said the game wasn't competitive. Yeah. We were so far behind the eight ball that we had so much work to do, 
and we did our very very best. What was the final of that game? Like thirty four to six, I think. It, it was, was thirty four to six. We had some. You remember we had some false hope early. ECU drove right down the field and then fumbled before getting in the end zone. We thought, uh oh, we got some here, and uh, yeah, it yeah. turned out ugly. Yeah, and but but he, you know, he's very. You know, he said he says the good thing is we've gotten a lot lot better. He says the bad thing is state has gotten a lot better. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so. We tend to not mention that, Bailey, when we talk about how much players have progressed, how much better this team looks. That, oh, yeah, every team in the country is uh, trying to get better, right? Right. Everybody's trying to get better. Everybody practices every day, as Coach Logan used to say. So they practice hard, too. So that that, that part of it, of the equation, I mean, we're going to see a very good NC State team in Greenville. This, you know, I wish this game was maybe, you know, week six, week seven, week eight, because I think both teams will be better you know, later in the season, but you know, it is what it is. It's the opener and it's, it's going to be good. Brian Bailey joining us. Bailey, if Holt Naylor's feels the pressure, he certainly doesn't let people know it. Uh, he, he is a cool customer and, and I don't even know how much I'm sure he's feeling something as far as last year here at East Carolina, trying to cap it off with a great season, trying to make it to the next level. But man, he's about as cool as it gets when you talk to him and uh, about you know not really worrying about that stuff. If it's internal, he doesn't show it externally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and he's really you know cool, calm, collected, that kind of thing, which is what you want in your quarterback. You know, it's just a shame that you know he's gone through his career. He knew it was going to be a rebuilding deal from the start, and and they get to the point where they get to a bowl game at seven and five, and they they had a great week of practice that week. Up in DC. I mean, you know, we had a chance to be at all the practices there, and they were really, really good. And didn't get a chance to play in the bowl game because you know he'd like to have that on his resume already. So he's got pressure. He wants to get this team to a bowl game. He wants to win a bowl game. He wants to, you know, to do all of that stuff. And he's got a chance. Brian Bailey joining us one uh, week of Touchdown Friday in the books, and here we go, Bailey. We talk about it every year. We wait and wait and wait, and then the season's here, and then you better strap in because it goes by quickly. We're already previewing week two of the high school football season. Once we dive into ECU football, it'll be the same way. You, you have a game, and then you go ahead and start looking ahead to the next one. So before we look at week two, Bailey, uh, what, what was the, uh, the standouts to you uh, on Friday night, week one of high school football? It's one of the rare years that I can remember. Our whole touchdown Friday top nine, one through nine, were all victorious on the first night. All right. Well, they're making you look good then, right? Yeah. The top nine <laughs> went undefeated. So that was good. Uh, and that top nine will stay the same for week two. But it, I think it's just the, the good teams are what we thought they were going to be. I mean, you know, then we may have some teams lose this coming. We've got some difficult games. And Rose has a difficult assignment going uh, to Cleveland coming up. Uh, but but for the most part, I mean the Havelocks, the Newburns, you know the Jacksonvilles, the the Rose Highs. I mean they all they all look the part. The Tarboro Tarboro rolled by Rocky Mountain, avenging that loss from last year on opening night. So everybody we thought was going to be good, they were good on week one. Man, uh, you mentioned Cleveland. We were talking to Jeremy Lewis yesterday, and he said he never got to play him at South Central, but uh, we were talking about Rose is about to play him, and he said, oh yeah, they're always the real deal. They uh, have taken. Uh, taking it out on conley a few times in the past years and uh, they seem to be a pitt county killer bailey so uh you know what i, I hope rose can get the job done this week that'd be nice to see yeah, it'll be a tough assignment on the road like like i said but it'll be uh it'd be good to see how they do good to see uh was that a surprise bailey the way conley went in and uh knocked off laney on friday what'd you think of that yeah i think so because from what i'd read and what i'd heard the quarterback that uh beat him 
the year before at Conley, 34-24, was back, and, and, and he's really, really good. And, and Conley's breaking in a new starting quarterback this year, right? Right, and then they just went down there and had a good game plan and, and kind of just punched him in the mouth and you know held on for the win. I think it was a little bit of a weather deal down there, but they uh, they really played well. Nick Conner's a heck of a coach. We've said that for a long, long time now, and that was that was a big win for him to start the year like that. Touchdown Friday coming up this Friday night, and uh, you can check out Bailey also in the high school huddle with Morgan Aylers coming up Friday at 6 o'clock, getting you ready for all of the high school action. D.H. Conley football back on Pirate Radio this Friday as well, looking to get to 2-0. Bailey, I don't know if there's anything in the world I look forward to more and then lose interest in quickly than preseason football. I just yeah. – I, I was so pumped when it gets here, and then I, I just find anything else uh, uh, to do other than watch it. But i tell you one thing. I have been tuned in is uh, is Pittsburgh Steelers preseason football. How about Tyler Sneed catching a touchdown the other night? Yeah, that was big for him, and hopefully he'll at least make that practice squad. And I think he will. I think he's impressed enough people up there, and maybe he'll make the 52-man the roster, but I think he's done really, really well as an undrafted free agent, and we all knew they had some talent. He looked bigger to me uh, in, in the highlight that I saw. Um, so he, he's come a long way with his own career, but hopefully he can stick and and make a difference there. And you got uh, Pirates everywhere, Jaquan McMillan, Deontay Smith, uh, Garrett McGinn uh, with the Giants. Saw last night Warren Saba uh, signed a free agent deal to to stay in the USFL. He was injured this past year, but you had Skip Holtz on uh, last week. Bailey was talking about USFL free agency, and uh, hopefully Warren can get a chance to play more football. I always, uh, always liked talking to him when he was here in Greenville. And Coach Holt said it, that this is the time of year they're looking at those NFL cuts yeah. and trying to pick up somebody. And then you saw the Cowboys had the USFL MVP, two returns for touchdowns the other night. Was it Turpin? Is that who it was? Cavante Turpin. Yeah, he was He was really special. He looked great. And I'm not sure if it'll you know manifest itself into the regular season, but Mike McCarthy joked afterwards. Somebody said, did he uh, make the 52-man tonight? And McCarthy smiled and said he'd already made it, but he's certainly going to return kicks for the Cowboys, I can tell you that. Is he a receiver? Yes. Well, I tell you, if you want to make a spot in the NFL, Cowboys receiving core is not a bad not a bad place to be in because uh, a lot of injuries already to that, that group, right? Yeah, they do. And they're you know, trying to get Gallup back fairly you know, fairly quickly, but uh, and they signed him to the big contract. And I hate that Amari Cooper. I think he's going to get lost in Cleveland. I'm yeah. just watching him play. I tell you, I not to toot the Cowboys horn, but a guy that uh, I have my last fantasy draft coming up on Saturday, Bailey uh, Dalton Schultz might be a, a guy to look at this year, getting a lot of targets for Dallas. What do you think? He's 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 my tight end on my fantasy football team after the big draft on on Sunday. I got Zeke too. So, look, Zeke. Uh, are you trying to win or what? No, Zeke will be fine. He's got a burst back. We did Watch. some. Uh, you, you say that every year. Zeke looks. Look, Zeke's skinny this year. Um, I we did some bold predictions last week, and and one of them was Tony Pollard uh, is the Cowboy with the most points at running back this year. Is there a chance of that happening? Oh yeah, most certainly a, a definite a chance there. And I almost went the other route, but I decided I was going to try to pick Pollard up later on. Yeah, was gone. I well, love Tony. I've loved him since he got there. Well, he's tough to to wait on now uh, in the the mock drafts and drafts I've done. He's going, he's going too high for you to wait on because people really uh, believe in him, especially. And he's done kick returns in the past. I guess that means he's not going to be doing it this year. That other guy be for the better. Yeah, yeah. 
Brian Bailey joining us on the Pit Electric live line. What uh, any th- non-football items you're uh, following right now, BB? No, I was just thinking. You sound kind of like a cowboy fan. I'll get you a shirt and a hat if you want. No, Bailey. This is what a professional, unbiased journalist sounds like. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, they're willing to admit that just because you hate something doesn't mean it's necessarily bad. That's that's what this is. I, I was going to say, there's nothing like, like watching Amari Cooper behind the Redskins secondary. So, and now that you know that, I mean, you're a, one of the best unbiased journalists. You're going to say something nice about the Commanders now, right? The Commodores. <laughs> the Commodores. I tell you what, when I walk into tiebreakers and Washington's down seventeen to three and Bailey comes up hollering Commodores, I'm I'm out of there. I'm already upset thinking about that scenario in my head, Bailey. Oh, come on. It'd be all right. It'd be fun. <laughs> we had to get together for some Commodores Cowboys football this year. There you go. We will. Uh, um I guess uh, HV3's season coming to an end did not make it to this weekend. Had a really rough uh, end to his uh, his week there at the BMW. And now, Bailey, uh, some signs starting to point to maybe him doing what a lot of others have done and, and joining the Live. So that's a decision that some of these golfers are going to have to make now as the, uh, the PGA or the PGA Tour uh, playoffs come to an end, the FedEx uh, playoffs. And, and, you know, Harold is – He's starting to be like one of the biggest names left out there that hasn't made the jump. So, uh, something to keep an eye on there. Yeah, and really, it, it's hard to, to to tell a guy not to do that because the money's so great. I mean, it's unbelievable what they're offering these guys. And I don't know, you know, any exact numbers for Harold, but you got to think that they, they would be, you know, pretty good in the millions for sure. And how do you turn that down? I, I just don't, you know, I think it's very difficult because you know, say if he if he got it. You know, ten million a year for a couple of years. I mean, that's twenty million dollars, and that's a you're set for life. I would think. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, a tough call, and and you know, Tiger Woods did the quote unquote players only meeting deal uh, not last week, I guess, trying to rally the troops for the PGA. But I don't know, man. It, you put that much money in front of anybody, it's tough to turn down. I would imagine. Right. I've never had that opportunity, but I would think it would be tough to turn down. Troy hadn't come up to you with a with a raise. Not quite that much, no, no. But uh, yeah, doing all right here. All right, BB. Uh, anything else? What else you got on uh, TV this week on uh, WNCT Channel Nine? Now we're just getting ready. As we said, we um, we did the first uh, Mike Houston show, and we always get a uh, a little segment, like a two minute interview that I do with him for our sportscast. So we're going to run that tonight at five o'clock, and then uh, get back out to practice. This is kind of an odd week for the Pirates because they're not going to have a scrimmage at the end of the week. It's kind of a mock game week and then they'll start their you know obviously the real game week next week when uh nc state will be on the clock for sure uh but uh, they'll have monday off they had monday off this week start class i have monday off next week and they'll get started on uh, nc state but they're going to start on them this week and then continue on next week good deal bb thanks for joining us man we will uh talk to you again soon sounds good take care Brian Bailey joining us today on the pit electric live line as uh, we talk all things football And uh, we will talk all things ECU football with Bryce Williams coming up in hour number three of today's show. He really loves saying Commodore. I know. He better watch out. He better watch out. I can't wait to be at tiebreakers and you walk in and he walks up to you and says Commodore. like you said. Okay. Get all the laughs in now. (laughs) Because last year, a lot of laughing. Cowboys swept the Commodores. Two years ago... Washington in two games. Whooped 
ace. Pulled the pants down of the Cowboys. And just started smacking at it. Two games. Life comes at you fast, Cowboy fans. It's a new year. And we got... Wait, who do we got again at quarterback? Right, we'll take a timeout. Come back. More after we'll go after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. And, uh, Clip, I was just looking on Twitter. Of course, uh, a lot of teams are making some minor cuts to their teams. They're trying to get it down to the 80-man roster right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tyler Sneed has survived the first round of cuts. So, <clears throat> as it stands, he still remains a member of the Steelers organization. Is it just me, or did the way Shirley set that up, it felt like bad news was coming? Anybody? Bad news bears her, coming the in. The tone of her voice sounded... It sounded ominous. Eh, it sounded positive. But, then there but was my a, voice always sounds ominous. <laughs> there was a uh, nice surprise at the end. Yeah. He made it. It reminds me and of... And Tyler uh, Sneed survived. <laughs> It reminds me of Major League. I would when, be, uh, I would be a good, uh, what, like in Survivor, I would be a good host. It'd be like, you know, when we're doing the, uh, the Tribal Council. Yeah. All I'm right. Just saying. Just saying. Just, just saying. saying. Reminds me of Major League when they're in the locker room, uh, the movie, and if you have that red tape in your yeah. locker, mm-hmm. you're cut, and that time that somebody pranked uh, and put one in Ricky Bond's locker, and he got mad. Shelly would not be a good doctor though. Go out to the family. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I'm sorry. But they are out of orange slices in the cafeteria. Your, your son's fine. Oh, no. I actually had a doctor do that to me. Remember I, I told you that story about uh, when I had food poisoning and I had to be taken to the, the hospital because of de- severe dehydration. Was it meatloaf? Doctor, No, it wasn't meatloaf. No. Um, the doctor came in and he said, okay, I've got good news and I've got bad news. And I said, well, go ahead and give me the bad news first. And uh, he said, your stomach's got to come out. And, of course, being a, the, uh, this is the first time I've ever been in a hospital as a patient. And I'm looking at the doctor like, what? Eh? And he's just, I just, you know, stone-faced. There's no expression on his face. And he's like, nah, I'm just kidding. You just got a mild case of food poisoning. And I was like, mild case? I was like, I don't even want to know what a full-blown case was if that was mild. Full-blown. I know. That is... Uh, That's crazy. But I yeah. kind of like that. It, I, I was thinking if I was a doctor, and let's say there was a five-foot-eight white guy that, you know, was under... Uh, I had some sort of surgery. I, I could see myself being like, I got bad news. You'll <laughs> never be able to play in the NBA. <laughs> 
why because i'll never be able to walk no because you're a five foot eight white guy <laughs> you'll be able to walk fine you might even can run to the end of the block but you'll never play professional basketball. yeah that splinter we surgically removed from your finger you're fine you're okay all right speaking of the nba this was funny um i follow a guy on twitter dragonfly jones he was like one of the first people i followed on twitter and i think he's just famous for being funny on twitter he's got like two hundred seventeen thousand followers he's not a celebrity he's just a funny guy um but for some reason i don't know if he threw this out there or if it was going around and he just jumped on it but it it's a thread of people asking their moms sisters significant others how many current nba players they can name and the results were awesome um and like for example this guy asked his sister and she said lebron Giannis, dwight howard Kyrie." And then she said, who's the bald black dude, not Shaq? And he said, Michael Jordan? And she said, no, I can't think of his name. Charles Barkley? So the bald black dude, that doesn't count as one. Um, so I saw somebody spell Shaq as the, the word the, S-H-A-K, the Shaq, which is pretty cool. Uh, this person's mom said, Steph Curry, Clay Thomas, Ac- Acuma Marumbo, Kevin Durant. And he said, Ma, who is Acuma Marumbo? And she said, Accompany my Tumblr. <laughs> I guess that was the autocorrect. And she said, I can't spell. I think he's African. And then she said, Ja Morant. And then he said, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And she said, Okay, that's five. Accompany my Tumblr. That, that, maybe Giannis should go by that nickname now the the greek freak accompany my tumbler with the dunk so uh just so many awesome uh responses so i thought we should do this ask uh our moms significant others how many current nba players they can name um and my mom hey it's good genes she's ghosted me all day Uh, i was gonna say the apple does not fall too far from the tree i think my mom could name five current nba players uh, my wife responded and said, Le- I, I said, I want you to name as many active NBA players as you can. And I said, can you name five? And she said, no, LeBron James, Steph Curry are the only ones I can think of without Googling. So how many players does my wife know that currently play pro basketball? Two is the answer to that question. LeBron and Steph. Uh, Chandler, this is great. Let's. Uh, so, what did your mom say? So, I asked my mother. I said, "I need you to name five current NBA players. Do not look it up. Current, so you can't say Michael Jordan. Do not look it up." Of course, she goes, "Why?" I said, "Just do it." Right off the bat, boom. I think she loves his wife, Aisha Curry. It's Steph Curry. I think that's how my wife knows Steph Curry. Uh, I think she makes a lot of appearances on Good Morning yeah. America and stuff like that. Cooking Maybe some shows. cooking shows. Yeah. Yeah. I said, okay. LeBron James is her next one. All right. Two for two. Household name. LeBron spelled L-A-B-R-O-N James. LeBron. LeBron. L-A-Bron. That's fine. Okay, good. He's in L-A. Here's when it started to go a little downhill. It's going south. And I knew it was when she texted, um, like, hmm. <laughs> she said, ugh. Loon somebody? <laughs> All right, how do you spell like, that? L-O-O-N, like you're a loon or something? Loon. And she said, loon somebody? Dot, dot. I said, loon. 
Then she replies, Looney. L O O N I E. Now, we're at this oh. point, Chandler and I are saying, is there any way she's talking about, is it Kevin Looney? Like, Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney? Yeah. For the Warriors? Does he still play for the Warriors? Like, there's no way she knows there's who that no is. No way in the world. So, all right. So, Looney. So, then what'd she say? So, she says, Looney. Then she said, my mom does this where she'll text back to back. She yeah. doesn't text in one little. But she says, Looney. Then she says, something. Looney, something. Then she says, Pippin. <laughs> P-I-P-P-E-N. Looney Pippin? I, I just said, okay, LOL, keep going. And she's like, I'm in Sam's. So she's in Sam's trying to shop while she's doing all this. She says, I'm in, she, she said, I'm in Sam's, LOL. She said, there's a tall white hut with a funny name. Now, I think she meant white boy. I think guy. Or tall guy. There's a tall white guy with, with a funny name. Then she says Russian or something. I said, okay, dot, dot, dot. Oh, dot, 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 wait, she says. And I do the uh, emoji, like with your the eyeball emoji. And she says, Kevin, dot, 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 Durant. <laughs> Obviously said, not a white Russian guy, but no, that did that's pop what, in her that's brain. That's the funny thing. She's like tall, white guy, Russian or something. Then she goes, Kevin Durant. I All said, right. Yes, that's it. And I have a theory on Loon, a.k.a. Looney. Oh. I think when she adds in tall Russian, I know he's not Russian. I think is she thinking of Luca? Mm. Oh, Lou, Lou. Mama, maybe. Mama, are you thinking of Luca Doncic? Luca. So uh, good sure job. So how many did she get? She Three got out of five. Curry, LeBron, and then Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. And she said at she said at the restaurant, her restaurant, she had just saw him on the TV. There you go. So Kevin Durant. So we'll give her three. That puts her at the top of the leaderboard mm-hmm. at this moment. But now we get to uh, Mrs. Schaefer. Uh-oh. He's shaking his head. So I asked her. And By I, the way, CJ probably the biggest NBA fan here mm-hmm. at Pirate Radio. Yeah. Which means nothing for his mother. Sure. Just saying. Um, I asked her specifically to name five current NBA players because she actually used to live in Jersey City across from New York City. So she could name you some Knicks players from like the 90s. Um, but that's about it. Uh, so I said they have to be playing right now. They can't be retired. And the only one that she came up with was LeBron James. So I thought we might at least get a Steph Curry. One. So just one. Just name. one. Just LeBron the one. James. So that's all we got. We put a one on the board. All right. John Moody played the at home edition. Let's see what he's got. Um, <laughs> your mom said she should get credited with four. If, For what? Uh, if in fact the fourth she one? was thinking Lukey. Uh, Lukey. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> This is a downside of doing this. Now we're going to start saying names wrong. Luca, mm-hmm. if Loon, a.k.a. Looney, is Luca, I could argue maybe four. Okay. Kind of. But he then again, he's not Russian, and it's not Looney, so I don't know. All right, so uh, John Moody played the at-home edition with his wife. Guess what? Steph Curry, LeBron James. Yeah. Right off the bat. And boy, these other two. So she goes, Dwayne Wade, not bad, but a little old. And I know why you would know this name, but uh, Lamar Odom, hmm. not a current NBA player, but uh, was part of the, was he part of the Kardashian clan for a while? Oh, yes. Yeah. Which a lot of those names on that Twitter thread was like Chris Humphreys. It was like oh. guys. Tristan Thompson. Tristan, Tristan yeah. Thompson. It yeah. was guys involved with the Kardashians yep. that were named. That makes sense. So uh, good try. John Moody's wife, but uh, came up a little short there. So guess what? 
Mama Honeycutt wins. All right, Mama. Kevin Durant got her the Good win. Good job. Looney. Looney Pippen. <laughs> Looney? Well, who's wait, your wait, favorite wait. 90s Pippen? Chicago Bull? It's got to be Looney Pippen, right? Yeah. What's, what's the one that that was supposed to be Giannis? Something with my Tumblr? Accompanying accompanying my Tumblr. That might be the From now on, Shirley, when you're doing your sports break and you have to read Giannis Antetokounmpo. Because I cannot say his name. I can't say his last name. Giannis accompanying my Tumblr. (laughs) (laughs) Just that's his name from now on. I don't know why that tickles me so much, but it does. If they ever do Jersey nickname night again, he wins. Accompanying my tumblers. Yeah, <laughs> if they can fit it. Love it. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. More from ECU Football Media Day, as we'll hear from more of the coaches and the players. That's on the way on Pirate Radio Live. Bryce Williams joins us at 5 o'clock, so a lot more to go on this Tuesday. We're back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 58,000 followers today. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, the Chan Man hanging out. Bryce Williams will be here at 5 o'clock. And uh, we got some pirate football to talk about while we wait for Bryce Williams. We'll uh, go over some of our media day interviews. First up, a uh, quick update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Braves beat the Pirates last night 2-1. to one. Yeah. Wow. I know. Uh, some news and notes going on in sports. Saw today, Chandler, that Matt Corral officially done for the season. That sucks. Sounded like they wanted him to kind of redshirt anyway, right? I mean, they got right, yeah. Mayfield and Darnold, yeah. but... He'd rather him redshirt healthy than yeah, not healthy, but uh, kind of a bummer there. Yeah, kind of a setback, too. This is a guy that uh, um, experienced injury problems in, in college, and he starts his NFL career uh, on the IR, and will not he will miss his rookie year. Interesting nugget here, and something to keep an eye on. Jake Verity, I believe, was perfect in, on his kicks uh, this past weekend. Good news. Which is very good because he missed an extra point week one um the jaguars do not have a kicker on the roster they cut my guy ryan santoso who is a former carolina panther kicker they cut santoso they have no kicker so they'll be bringing in somebody this week they'll probably just pick up a guy off the street but if they would like to make a trade uh, the Colts do have two kickers. Uh, they have Rodrigo with the goggles, right? Yes. As their Rodrigo kicker number Blankenship. one. Blankenship. And then Jake Verity also on their roster. So who knows? Maybe they reach out and try to trade in division 
and uh, bring in Jake Verity. Which I found very shocking because I thought, I know when he was at Georgia as a Bulldog, he was one of the top kickers in the country. In fact, I think he was drafted by the Colts. I was very shocked to see that they brought Jake Verity in to compete with Rodrigo Blankenship. Um, but Verity was with the Ravens previously. Yes, yeah. and of course they have Justin Tucker. Yeah. Uh, had a good preseason last year with the Ravens, but when you have Justin Tucker, you don't need anybody else. Yeah. They sent him to the Colts to compete with uh, another uh, compete uh, with another good kicker in Rodrigo Blankenship. So if that doesn't work out with Verity, there's literally a NFL team with no kicker. No kicker. Actually, they do have a kicker. Update. What do we got, Shirley? Uh, the Jaguars claimed James McCourt off of waivers from the Chargers. That guy stinks. Uh, who is that guy? He sucks. <laughs> Screw him. Literally, I thought you were going to say Jake Verity. You did, well, it, you did it again. Has, <laughs> you did it again. Your voice told me, Shirley, you were going to end that Never with be Jake a doctor. Verity. Never be a doctor. <laughs> Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. They have a kicker. They have a kicker. Wow. Now, whether or not he's going to stick around this you know and as of right now jake verity has not been cut so he's not available to be picked he's up. available via trade true thank you i rest my case but as of right now and how often do we see kicker trades in the nfl they happen every day right <laughs> no not exactly exactly That's all right my point. um also you saw this chandler uh eric tyler former east carolina yes, hot corner third baseman uh, has been added to the Duke Blue Devils staff as their hitting coach. Mm-hmm. And Eric Tyler has been doing some... Tra- we got to get that button fixed. I know. Sorry. No, no. I was showing uh, our intern Kristen the board yesterday, and I was hitting on that thing for like t- 20 minutes. Like, can yeah. Wes fix that thing? I don't know, but I, uh, the other day I was doing that, and I mean, I was practically banging on the board to get yeah. it to go off. It's just something about that button is getting stuck. and Got to get that button. And CJ looked at me, and I, when it finally went off, he said 27. I said, what do you mean? He said, you mashed that button 27 times before I, it went yeah. off. I've uh, started counting. If she, she was mashing it so much just now that she turned it off and back on accidentally. So yep. in that total, that was 21. Yeah, we got to get that button fixed. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, Eric, Eric Tyler. Tyler. Eric Tyler, congratulations. He's been doing some training, I believe, and uh, that work paid off because now he will be coaching the Duke Blue Devils. I also heard Shirley say this coming back from the break. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. joining Team USA in the World Baseball Classic mm-hmm. on their staff as a hitting coach. And how cool it would be if everybody playing left the World Baseball Classic with a swing as sweet as King Griffey Jr.'s. Like, he's only... Their hat oh, backward. man. He's only their stance coach. So, everybody's starting... That is starting, the sweetest swing yeah. in all of baseball. Now, I do have a question for you, just to kind of backtrack to Jake Verity for a moment. <laughs> Back on this again? Well, because I, I... Did Jake Verity... And, and I may be wrong, because, you know, I just... Sometimes I don't pay that much attention when I should probably should be it's a long build-up did he ever punt or do kickoffs uh he did kickoffs. Oh, yeah kickoffs okay the reason why i say that is because the colts have lost their punter for the season mm. um you're going somewhere the sir yes thickens rigoberto sanchez tore his achilles tendon during practice today oh man he is going to be out for if the further testing as as it stands right now that's what they believe is his injury if further testing confirms that he's out for the season and uh he handled kickoffs and punting so 
now, so now they need got, a kickoff specialist. Yes, which is that's why I asked if Verity did any punting or kickoff situations. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, nobody is breaking down Colts special teams more than us here at Pirate Radio. <laughs> and Shirley Rhodes spe- specifically. Yeah. I mean, I do go places with my questions. Just sometimes you, you know, it might it be a little bit time. of, well, it, sometimes it's a scenic route to get there. Yes, you have to go around your elbow to get to your, you know what. It's called a crockpot question. It just kind of sits there for a while. And boy, at the end of it, it is so tasty. Is okay, so- Mr. Under the Bridge, I rode with whoever... <laughs> His cousin, Ellen. 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 I could never remember I, her name. I will never forget that story. I kept wanting to exactly. say Elizabeth. It's a great story. You'll never forget it. Yeah, but you talk oh. about a scenic route to get to a point. <laughs> you talk about a scenic route. This segment's been a scenic route. I was trying to talk ECU football with a future star, ladies and gentlemen. You mentioned the Duke Blue Devils a while ago. This guy played for Duke. He was a Dukey. He is now a pirate. He is Raquan Boyette, outside receivers coach. Talk- Your star of media day? Oh, look, man. Sorry. Am I going to have to put blinders on? All I see is you moving your hand, hey, uh, trying to get in there. Didn't you say he was the star of media day? Yes, I did. I just called him a future star. Oh, yeah, that's right. Get your hand out of my face. <laughs> Raquan Boyette, uh, the only guy to cuss at media day. <laughs> so i hope i beeped this out i think i did we'll see oh boy uh but here is the outside receivers coach raekwon boyette from saturday what can people expect definitely for the wide receivers on september 3rd in the season i expect us and you can expect us to play with a lot of effort a lot of energy and be able to execute and go make a lot of damn plays for this offense and the biggest thing for us is when I say make plays, people think that for us it's just about catching the football and doing different things when it's in our hands. No, we're going to be the best damn blockers in the country. And I put I put a lot of energy into what they do. They put a lot of energy and pride into what they do. And I feel really confident that we have the ability to do that. Now, again, I can say that right here sitting here. I know that. We have to go out and prove that and put that on the field to make those words true. Just judging off that uh, quick, brief conversation, I can feel the energy from you. Yes, so, uh, not too far removed from your playing days, I guess. So, uh, so how excited do you get out there at practice? I get excited, man. But even though I'm not too far removed, my body feels like I am, right? So, I get excited. I get it. I get um, have a lot of energy. And by the time, once I finish practice, I'm drenched. I have to rehydrate my dog on self. I have to get myself back into the mode to be able to watch film and continue out through the day, man. But I think football coaching is about energy. And one of the qualities is about energy and great energy and not anything fake. That's one of the things Coach Houston is really high on that we're high on here. We don't want nothing fake. Everything around us and surrounding East Carolina will be real. And the energy is real. Isaiah Winstead comes in. It sounds like uh, he has looked the part as advertised. Coach Kirkpatrick said he has to kind of calm himself down sometimes. He's like, so, so what's it like working with that guy? It's awesome. It is flat out awesome, man. I have not worked with a cat like this. Um, man, shoot, my apologies. Shoot, and, and, uh, and I don't know when, man. And what I mean by that is the mentality and the drive that he has is different. Everything is geared towards being great. So to that point of him having to calm himself down, 
he does it, it there's there ain't nothing and that's because he his drive and he expects so much from himself i love a guy like that and i think again that's what's going to separate him from anybody else and going to help separate our room from anywhere and anybody else as well what do you want the rotation to be like in, on game day if you had your perfect script how many guys would you like to see at the outside receiver position play you know, the number-wise, I can't really necessarily – I wouldn't necessarily give you a number, um, but I want everybody to be prepared. I want everyone to be prepared, to be out there ready to play. And whoever's prepared and ready to play, if you're on that sideline, you're in that on that travel squad, I feel happy and, and confident to put you in the doggone game. So we ain't going to necessarily have, you know, different things here and there. During this time, we want this guy to do this, we want this guy – they all need to be prepared. They all need to be able to do everything. They all need to be interchangeable. And the more guys we can teach and coach and, and prepare to be that way, I think the better we will be as an offense and as a unit here uh, at East Carolina. You got multiple reasons not to like the guys in red now. So uh, <laughs> right. so how excited are you to get uh, take the field and take on the Wolfpack? Well, that's been going on for a while with me, right? No, I mean, I'm very, very excited. Um as you said, they obviously who they are, you know, in the uh, in the standings and everything there. So it's going to be good to have them in this stadium September 3rd with 51,000, the boneyard rocking, our ass in here, geared up, ready to roll. Come on, let's go get it. There he is, Raekwon Boyette. A couple of dams and S bomb. Damn! <laughs> love that guy man and uh Ooh, he's got energy they talked about the realness like uh he appreciates that from mike houston and mike houston wants that for it reminds me a lot chandler hard knocks tonight dan campbell mm-hmm. talking about uh aaron glenn and aaron glenn talking about dan Cam- how there are in it 100%. Like, there's no fakeness. There's, Deuce Daly's the same way. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Dan Campbell just kind of created a staff of, all right, who, who has got the most energy that I can, I can bring to this coaching staff? And I think he did a pretty good job. And Mike Houston did a good job of bringing a lot of energy to this staff with Raekwon Boyette. Man. Excitement time! No doubt. Uh, two words. Excitement time. He was a lot of fun to talk to. And uh, he's got to be crazy to watch at practice. I mean, just he said, and you heard him, I mean, he's got to – uh, ring out his clothes, take a shower after practice because he's drenched in sweat. So, uh, Raekwon Boyette, man, that was fun to talk to him. Now let's talk to East Carolina running backs coach Chris Foster. I wish we had a picture accompanying this. His arms. So he's a, he's a shorter guy, but his arms are about the size of my head. They look saying, like that's saying a lot. He's got softballs in his his biceps and. He's got this uh, these tight sleeves wrapped around him, and it's just it's quite a sight. And does it look like to me? It looks like it's just the sleeves that are tight. <laughs> it like, is. It's just the sleeves that are tight. <laughs> but the like torso of his shirt is loose as a goose. It it looks fake. It looks I like know. he's got like swimming floaties on. It looks, like he took, it looks like he took the seams out of the out of out of the sleeves, and it's just nothing but tightness. You know the gif of the like yoked up black dude that's walking in the the uh, it's like a restaurant or something. Yeah, and he's walking up and he slams the door open. Yeah. That's Chris Foster. Yeah. but it's all arms. <laughs> it's just all arms. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we talked about running backs with Chris Foster. Here you go. I mean, big big position on this team is the third running back spot. Everyone's talking about Marlon Gunn 
Um, I mean, talk about him a little bit, and uh, who do you think is going to make the third running back spot here? Well, like I said, we'll see. Uh, you know, like I said, we just had two scrimmages, and once again, like I said, we finished great in this last scrimmage, and after that, you know, we'll kind of sit down as a staff, you know, first offense, then as, you know, with Coach Houston and talk about, you know, where we're at, uh, you know, for uh, as that third position. But, you know, like I said, Marlon Gunn has really came in and, uh, you know, embraced the role uh, in learning uh, and comprehending the offense, uh, which allows him to play a little bit faster. But, you know, we got other guys that, you know, that are competing for, like I say, uh, as long as Camaro and then uh, on top of that, Joseph McKay. How much fun is being a running backs coach with Raji Harris and Keaton Mitchell in there? Uh, I'll tell you what, they make my job easy. Uh, absolutely. But, you know, the biggest deal, uh, that, like you know, like I tell anybody else, they are better people than they are football players, which makes the room fun. It makes it enjoyable to coach them young men. Well, Keaton said he's gotten even faster this year. Would you would you say he's correct? We'll see September 3rd. <laughs> Coach, uh, hey, Clip Rock, Pirate go, Radio. Good doing? to see you. Doing good. Yes, sir. Doing good. Uh, what have Rajay and Keaton done to get even better? Because we always hear we know what we got in them, but they're not just sitting out. You know, they're working. So what have they done to improve? Well, I think, you know, they become more of a student of the game. Uh, you know, they see the big picture. Uh, they can tell you what everybody else do on any offensive play, and which I think is important because they got to know how all the pieces work, uh, you know, to be successful and understand how things uh, operate. But I think that's the biggest part of what they have done is improve the knowledge of the game and become more of a student of the game. Coach Houston has said he's pleased. You know, the execution's not always there, but the effort's always there. It's got to be easier on a coach when you don't have to coach effort, right? And, and to me, like I said, that's an unnegotiable, you know, in my room is effort. And, you know, uh, them two already, they, you know, it was already uh, in them. Uh, that was their mindset and mentality. So you're right. You know, it makes it a whole lot easier. But also, uh, it trickles down and affects the other guys once they see how hard them other two work. How did the scrimmage go earlier today? Sounded like the offense uh, did a little better than the previous week. Oh, we did. You know, like you say, you know, it is. You know, for the most time, you you know, you come into camp, the defense is always going to be a step ahead. But you know, the guys uh, really have worked hard uh, this past. We had a great week of practice, uh, which led to a you know a pretty good scrimmage. You know, despite a couple of turnovers, but you know, on the uh, execution part, I thought you know all centers were clicking. All right, that is East Carolina running backs coach Chris Foster. What a room he has to work with now. Uh, with the two guys we know the two headed monster of Mitchell and Harris and then you've got Gunn you've got Camaro Camaro Pop you got Pop they like to throw in Nemo in there too I still don't know what Nemo is is he a have uh, they found him let's take a break is Bryce here anybody seen hide or hair of Bryce Williams hide or hair I hadn't seen him Bryce, where you at? He's a, he's a big guy to miss. Too. On a hop. Let's go. On a hop. Bryce Williams will join us. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk some ECU tight ends, some more ECU O-line, and more with Bryce Williams when we return on PRL on a Tuesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of the local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide 
private offerings of products from standard conventional, government, and portfolio loans. Has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, back with you. Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday, hour number three. And you know who's here. Shirley Rhodes, can we crank up the uh, intro music for our next guest? Do we have that available and ready to go? I saw the light. I was <laughs> baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. All right. <laughs> Chandler, we need more bass in our voice. You sound a little too poppy there. I know. A little too, like, uh, pop country. Pop country. Like Florida Georgia Line and them. Nah, yeah, we can't be like them. <laughs> I saw... Uh, I saw you a, saw the light? I saw a Facebook oh. meme that said, uh, that said the FBI raided uh, Eric Church's house and, and found no evidence of country music. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you now, that's just good old-fashioned comedy right that's there. That's pretty good. Right? good stuff that's, right that's there, buddy. stuff right there. Bryce, how, how, how the hell you doing, man? I'm good. Bryce Williams here. I'm good. Good to I'm see. Doing swell. What you think you're coming to church or uh, close a little holy there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fire today, bro. You're boys. on a roll. Keep it going. I'm on one today. Bryce uh, wearing jorts, by the way. Yeah. What's I the was... big occasion? Just... Pirate radio. <laughs> yes, sir. You know, I was like going to wear these other shorts, and I was like, well, I am going to pirate radio today. They seem to like my jorts. So I was like, I just wear jorts. <laughs> well, we appreciate like... that, Bryce. Yeah. yeah. You've been working hard today, man? Yeah, I mean, most of these, I mean, I have been working hard, but like these clothes now are pretty much permanently stained, obviously right. holes, and because you just never know what I'm going to do. And it's like, can't you dress like a little bit? I'm like, no, because I don't know if I'm under a house of change. Who knows when I'm changing oil in the truck? Yeah. Cut him, who knows? And guess what? They're basically saying, Hey, can't you ruin another shirt and another pair of pants? Exactly. Like, I mean, I remember like the farm days where put on some shorts they're clean because they were washed but they right. look you know oh yeah they're stained these, to these the... i haven't been in any dirt and that's what those colors are yeah nothing's really new maybe that <laughs> okay picked up a new one it's just one new one yeah one of them things Until... bryce williams joining us uh in the real world now and not getting ready for nc state uh the boys just got done with fall camp mm. and we talked to him yesterday bryce and they sounded that was a bit of relief, I think, coming from yeah. them. Like, yeah. all right, hardest part's over. Now let's get to it. Is that kind of what you remember, too, coming out of fall camp? Um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a relief when you got done with fall camp. And I think, I want to say we did something. I feel like we did like a team meal or, or something. You know, last day camp was what I'm, I'm thinking. I can't remember clearly. But um, it is a huge relief. I mean, the heart, it definitely, and then obviously going into the season, there's so much excitement and, you know, playing other teams and obviously you know it's a football season so um hardest part tuesdays i'm thinking about like tuesday practices because you know we had mondays off yeah well tuesday normally was like full pads and you kind of get back that's your longest day um once you got past tuesday things were pretty good mm-hmm. um because then you got you know wednesday your shells and it's a little bit quicker practice and then you know thursdays are dang um isn't that sh- show out time for younger players? That, that is. That's when we do Thursday night football, and yeah, you know, that I think you know that helped me out doing that when I first got here. Mm-hmm. That's how I got moved to the, um, you know, travel squad. 
you know, because I was doing well there and they could, well, I guess, see what I could do. Um, so, yeah, that's a big time for, for the young kids. And it's fun because you go live and you're tired of running scout team and you actually get to, you know, run your plays and things like that. Yeah, I was going to – we mentioned it a little bit yesterday talking to the guys about the scout team. So now that we're getting in these mock game, this is a mock game week and then real game week, but time for the scout team to shine. Were you uh, a part of that, Bryce, so early was, on? I was temporarily – um, you know, I got here in 2012, and probably by probably mm, mm, probably like maybe mid-season. I want to say maybe a smidgey sooner. I got moved to travel squad, and they sort of substitute things because I was running with our offense. You know, so I didn't last too long on scout team. Thankfully. Um, it is an important. <laughs> yes, yeah, that reminds me. Yesterday, Miles Berry said he was on scout team one day. And then a player at his position got kicked off the team, an upperclassman, and he was bumped up to, you know, third string or whatever, yeah. but off the scout team. So yeah. you kind of, it's like minor leagues or something. You, you make the move. Oh, up. yeah. And it's, um, you know, scout team's important. But yeah, when you make that move to travel squad, things are nice. You don't have to do um, the morning, you know, red shirt lift on Thursdays. You know, it's a full thing. And then, you know, because Thursday, lifts are just feel good lifts stretch roll out okay i mean that goodness that's getting me excited because you knew it was like dang thursday practice gonna be a breeze we'll knock it out and then you know fridays are what are fridays like what are fridays for a home game like um fridays any physical stuff or is it all no yeah it's all mental stuff it you know it's so hard on game days yeah you know if you have earlier classes you know to be even focused but uh now fridays are team meetings you Ralph know, will take you out to the movies, right? Yeah, we'll go teamings. If it's home game, we'll do like you know a team meeting. I think um, meet up and then go to the movies. Do we do pregame? Do we do a meal? I feel like we had a meal and then we loaded up, went to the movies, then we had meetings, then we had snack, and uh, yeah, it was good. It was the good routine. Stuff. It was. Uh, I had. It was funny. It's probably a routine. So I had a. I'd, uh, which I didn't have any facial hair, but for some reason, what little sprigs I had, you know, on Thursdays, I'd always shave, cut my toenails, cut my fingernails <laughs> before I went to, you know, before Friday came along. So it was kind of fun. There you go. Uh, one more thing on the on the scout team. It had to be pretty cool, Bryce, and hopefully this happened to you, but to catch a pass, maybe to do something against the like first team oh, defense yeah, yeah when you get, that had to be a cool feeling oh yeah when you get catch pass against the defense as a young guy um and they're not stopping you it's it definitely feels good i mean you're like dang heck yeah and it's always fun to catch balls and and your job's yeah, to like, prepare them but also you're trying to hey look at me you get oh, noticed yeah. too right oh yeah it's uh all about making them look bad honestly i mean work hard for them to give them good things because if you're running your routes full steam and just working you know, they're going to learn from it um so yeah i mean scout team scout team was fun yeah scout team was scout team. <laughs> but because uh, obviously at times when i first got here you know i would have to block Darrell johnson and i'm like oh man Lee, no thanks he had a motor. Grow, you know and even uh you know when this is kind of funny it's just actually it's more exposing me um you know i was friends with grove yeah i'm like damn maybe we could just like thud up or something you know and this one he was you know prime and i just come in 
and I had to do like a lead block or something. And you know, I kind of, you know, I hit him, but like it wasn't like anything. Chris like, no, nah. he's like, man, freaking hit me. <laughs> like, all right, fine. But of course, I didn't really want to hit Grove because he was like running to an oak stump. So <laughs> an oak stump. I didn't really want to. Uh, who coaches the scout team to know when what I, you're doing? You know. So what I'm when I was there, it's normally the GAs. Okay. Who do the um. You know, they'll, they'll watch film and have the cards drawn up. And you literally just look at a card and go, all right, why are they doing this and this? And you're just, it's real hectic. And uh, Coach Weaver was mine oh, when, okay. I, when I got there. And I guess I wasn't doing something. And he made me run a lap. And uh, I was like, dang it. <laughs> I talked to him on Saturday. Yeah. <clears throat> I forgot what Coach Ruff had told me. But, yeah, Coach Weaver was running that when I was uh, there. And I guess it was more of a GA assistant or assistant. You know, so like, they're watching, in this case, NC State. Uh-huh. And they're saying Bryce is this state player. Right. And this is that state mm, player. Yeah, this would be like uh, 81, the tight end. He's going to do these overs. Or, you yeah. know, you're him for, you know, um, the scout team session and how helpful was that when you became a starter and a key player when the you're doing that against the ecu defense the <laughs> scout team defense is it helpful i mean yeah you probably I mean, can't replicate the speed and yeah everything. i mean it was it, some things look familiar I mean, most of the time for us it was um really paying attention to certain looks you mm-hmm. know they'll be like all right if it's starting to do this be you know be prepared for this and that and stuff as far as like the routes and stuff I couldn't really tell too much thing. I kind of just did my thing. Uh, I do have an update real quick. So there's this thing on Twitter, Bryce, where people were asking their moms and wives how many current NBA players you can name. And it just turned into funny, like, Mm -hmm. word salad. Like, somebody was trying to think of Giannis, the Greek freak, Uh and uh, and the girl said it, it, like, auto-corrected to accompanying my Tumblr. (laughs) <laughs> for the last name Antetokounmpo, but anyway, we talked about it last hour. <laughs> My mom has sent in her list. All right, uh, uh, she's got LeBron, Curry, Tatum, Demand, Irving, and then she responded with Draymond. Well, Dramond, D R E M O N. So she knows Draymond Green. That's pretty impressive. Way to go, mom! LeBron, Curry, Tatum. Draymond Irving. I guess you just watched the NBA Finals. Well, sorry, Mom. Uh, you've been beat out by Pam. Pam. Way to go, Pam. Coming yep. through <laughs> with uh, Demand. Demand Green. Demand. My favorite player. All right. I uh, tell you what. Let's. Uh, I talked to a tight end on Saturday. Talked to Shane Calhoun. And uh, let's hear that, Shirley, what the uh, tight end for the Pirates had to say on Saturday's media day. Shane, the uh, the tight end room has filled up quick. You kind of got here. It was empty. You made uh, an impact, and now you add Ryan and Aaron and other guys in the mix. How have you seen that room grow just since you've been here in Green um, The growth has been a lot. You know, when I came in, there was only a couple guys, and just how this coaching staff has built the room up, added different people, I think there's been – as much growth in this position room as any position room on a team. So it's, it's been great to see that over the years. It's probably not fair, but we always label guys. We label Aaron as a blocking tight end, Ryan as a receiving tight end. You seem to be kind of an all-around tight end. What, what would you say your strengths are uh, at that tight end position? Um, like, like you said, I think I can do both. I think I can, I'm very good in the run game. I think I can contribute and be you know, a weapon in the pass game. So I think um, my role is a little bit different than the other guys' roles. But, uh, you know, we all come together to do our best at our own, using our own abilities, and I think it's great to do that. How many different spots have you been in on the field uh, this offseason as far as on the line, slot, you know, backfield? Like, where, what have you been doing most uh, this offseason? 
Uh, I've been lined up in a slot a lot in the backfield, type of H-back kind of thing. But, I mean, I've been out at number one. I've been in the backfield. I've been almost everywhere on the field except quarterback. So, I mean, it's, it's been cool to do that, and it's, it's exciting to do that. And uh, I can't wait to see what the season holds for me. you got to be pretty intelligent to know all those roles, too. So, as far as the playbook goes, are you 100% with all that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I've been working on this playbook for even before when I was in high school, you know, my coach sent me the, 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 the plays and the playbook and the schemes and told me to learn it before I even got to school. So I've been learning that stuff for a while. I think I have it pretty down by now. Did you uh, remain unscathed with the food stuff going on last week, or were you one of the guys that got? No, I, I was good. Um, I ate all the food that everybody else had, and I was fine. I mean, you know, I, I feel bad. Well, Xavier actually said it's survival of the fittest. He said his body won't allow him to get sick. So are you are you agreeing with that? I mean, I was I was walking around telling people I had an immune system of steel. So. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, these last couple weeks here before NC State, what are, what's the focus for you and, and the offense to, to get better, be at your best when you take on those guys? Uh, I think it's just sharpening things up, you know, um, getting better at the new things that are putting in installs and just sharpening up the old stuff that we already put in and just kind of, coming together and meshing as an offense that's that's the main focus right now there is shane calhoun student of the game and uh i like the idea of the tight end in the backfield mm-hmm. like a h-back i was a oh, big yeah. chris cooley fan uh for washington in the mid-2000s and they'd kind of put him everywhere and the fullback is i don't if it's not endangered if it's not extinct it's certainly an endangered species we don't see the fullback anymore bryce so to see that tight end in the backfield did you do some of that when you oh, were yeah here? yeah that was um i did that quite a bit of that with coach riley i was heck i scored a handful of touchdowns from being in the backfield acting like i'm gonna lead block on a linebacker and slip right through him and shane just does a little dump pass yeah i enjoyed um like i enjoyed well i for some reason, like you know, in my mind, like if I'm on the opposite side of the formation, I know I got to come down on D, and on the other end, you're kind of like, damn it, you know. But something about when you're in the backfield, you're just you're kind of in the uh, blanket mentality, um, <laughs> filling the blank there. But um, that was fun, you know. That that was I enjoyed doing that, like lead blocking on sweeps and stuff was fun. Lead blocking in the um, you know, up the middle was fun just because you just either because you didn't want to get pancaked or embarrassed. So you're like, all right, well, I'm dang sure not going to ease up. So um, put a smack on them, and it was fun to be back there. You didn't almost tear somebody's knee off because you're doing a chop block. Have you? No. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Bryce, coming around to face a DN. And this is the Giants' prize draft pick, uh, Thibodeau, who they drafted uh, top 10 overall. In this year's draft, he's okay. He's uh, he's gonna he's not gonna miss the season or anything. It just looks absolutely gruesome. Came yeah. from uh, this weekend's game with the Bengals and the Giants. So uh, this play has been discussed a lot by former players, and it seems to be that offensive guys are saying it's in the rules. It's fine. Yeah, and it's defensive guys saying it's completely dirty, and so. Where do you stand on a play like no, this? I mean, if I remember correctly, yeah, you have to come outside in. You can't go inside out, or so, or maybe that's something. But I mean, that from cutting the thing, I remember doing that. But it was just probably bad timing because his feet was planted there, and it. You see Thibodeau bracing for a hit, like yeah. a you know chest to chest kind of thing, yeah. or shoulder to yeah. shoulder. And then the yeah, I mean, it's a clean. I mean, it's a clean play. It's in the rules most definitely. Yeah. It does definitely look. I think because his leg was planted is why that makes. If he was actually yeah. running, it would take his legs. Where know, he's out. almost like coming behind him, the yeah. way it's set up like that. Yeah, so. um, it looks bad, but I mean, he 
if you got a chance to chop block like the time I wasn't if I could prevent it when I did uh, Dante Fowler in the Birmingham Bowl, mm-hmm. I try. I, I cut him down one time. I said, "Oh, thank goodness!" Well, next time he was he was obviously prepared for it, and boom, uh, and like <laughs> slam my head to the ground. So uh, yeah, all is fair in the uh, job block football. is a very beneficial method. Okay, all right. Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. More Bryce Williams here on PRL on a Tuesday. More ECU football talk when we return after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. I like to think this is a pretty good show, but I know for a fact Brian Bailey had a great show on Monday because he... Got you ready for ECUNC State by talking to some of the heroes of past games uh, between the Wolfpack and the Pirates. Shane Carden, Damon Magazoo, and Luke Fisher. We found a highlight package of ECU's 2013 victory over NC State in Raleigh. Beatdown. Monster game uh, for Shane there and uh, hit Bryce Williams for a touchdown in that game. Yeah. Saw that highlight, Bryce. He had five total touchdowns in that game. He had three in the air and two on the ground. Mm-hmm. That, little, tell you what. that little fake to... Let's Coop. see. Was that Coop or Breon in fourteen? Yeah. In thirteen, it was Coop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Shane has a ocean. Uh, oh, yeah, the ocean's nice. parted. Reading that DN, and I tell you what, slippery, slippery, slippery. Uh, Shane talked about the mindset heading into in-state rivalry games like NC State. Let's hear uh, cut one, Tro. You know, I mean, you, could, you try to treat it like any other game, you know, and that's what we say to the media. You know, that's what the stories are written. But I mean, you're you're geared up for it, man. Right? It's it's close team it's a team that you know you're not necessarily supposed to beat um maybe add a little motivation and uh you know when i was there it was a big big uh, phrase was chip on our shoulder and we took that to every game and there was no doubt when we went up to uh play and stay there uh we definitely had that in mind all right shane carden there bryce called a bunch of touchdowns here against uh what, big conference opponents, Virginia Tech. We talk about your hokey touchdown. How about catching a pass in Raleigh? You know, that's closer to Greenville, where where you're from, where you grew up. Uh, anything extra in that one? I mean, did that? Uh, how, how good did that one feel? I mean, it was definitely cool to score against NC State because I always knew, you know, State. You know, growing up, you know, Dad would always obviously let us know how big the you know State rivalry is, Carolina rivalry, and all that. Um, so to to uh, score at NC State was definitely sweet and to contribute to that win um was a good time and i'm new i was gonna be wide open right before the play so yeah, that, that part was nice yeah and by the end of that game it was about like 1999 when ecu had the whole stadium with pirate fans i remember the purple gold yeah. champ breaking out at the end of that game and uh yeah. i mean i literally think it was about 80 percent pirate fans in carter finley by the end of that football uh, game yeah when we started hearing the 
purple gold chain you're like dang i've never i mean i've never had that happen before so that was exciting um like i said like shane says you know you're looked at it as oh they're not supposed to beat an acc team well when you do that it makes it that much sweeter so we see this sometimes and and a guy will drop a pass and we'll say man he, he was too open uh nobody <laughs> around him and it, you know players are human it happens but i don't know like when a ball's coming to you and you're that wide open bryce like do you get nervous do you have time to get nervous? <laughs> what goes through your head yeah it's like there's too much at times like there's too much time to think <laughs> like i feel like you make your best catches when it's just like you know like yeah. there's just reaction um so yeah i definitely know the feeling there when that you know you're in a corner round it's just like when you're like come on ball get here (laughs) (laughs) um because you're probably like dang i'm so open you know someone's like coming or whatever it is so it is a little funny when you're when you're that open uh shane now we've i feel like discussed this i'd forgotten about this though he talked about trying to play wide receiver in 2011 do you remember any carding in the wide receiver room or trying to get in there? Uh, that's when I was at Marshall. So, um, oh, you got here in 12? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. So I'm not sure. Well, who knows, Bryce? Shane could have been the next great wide receiver at ECU. Shane. <laughs> speed right there. He, uh, he talked about he that story uh, with Brian Bailey yesterday. Cut two, Shirley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just itching so bad to get on that field and. You know, we uh, it was late in the game. I got put in for a play. There was later in the year where I think, uh, you know, Zico Pasuda is at running back because all our guys had gotten hurt. And I just told Riley, hey, man, I can go in. I know, what the, I know what the pass protections are. I know how to run a swing route. We're good to go. And he kind of looked at me laughing, and I'm 100% serious. Like, I'm ready to do this. Um, didn't get in there, and that's okay. It's probably for the best. Um, but, yeah, I just, just always was itching to get in somewhere. All right. He was trying his damnedest to get on the field. Yeah. And, uh at receiver, but uh, turned out to be a much better quarterback, I think, than, than yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, I think, absolutely. I think that path chose him well. <laughs> All right, so uh, that was from yesterday's edition of the Brian Bailey Show. Make sure you check it out if you missed it. Some great memories with Cardin, Magazoo, and uh, Luke Fisher, one of the heroes of the Peach Bowl against NC State. Uh, this current NC State team, Bryce, ranked 13th in the AP and the coaches poll. Ten and a half point favorites against East Carolina but kind of a rivalry game you throw out the records i was talking about this with bailey earlier state has whooped up on east carolina two games in a row game before that uh, game two of the scotty montgomery era he beat tennessee state here at home you got to go back a ways and i think all the way back to because that year y'all beat him in 13 that was a three-win state team they weren't very good either you got to go back to the magazoo pick in 2010 or to the the game in 08 where ECU lost in overtime to NC State where it's good on good. It's a good ECU team versus mm-hmm. a good state team. Two bowl teams. We're getting that first matchup or that matchup for the first time in over a decade right. coming up in a week and a half. Yeah, that's for sure when you break it down like that. Um, knowing how well we did last year and then how we're, and now that they're ranked obviously with almost top 10. I mean, very, it's very impressive to have somebody, you know, of that ranking to come into Daddy Ficklin for the first you know game of the season, um, but I don't know something about when you know when we play. Well, I'm talking obviously in my mindset. Um, you know when we have those in-state rivals, I mean it's just a little. You got maybe just a smidgy more to prove um, going into it. So I mean I know I feel like the guys, um, you know obviously current guys now, will have that same mindset. And I mean if we come out and do our thing and 
good things just happen hopefully ecu will be in this opportunity but i remember ronnie woodward from the daily reflector previously used to bring this up like let down games after big wins like you put so much into state virginia tech north carolina the next week you play you know uh Tulane or whatever and how do you carry it over and keep it rolling <laughs> and sometimes the talent is enough to win out but i mean bryce i'm sure you know and, and this probably wasn't a problem with you you've talked about how you would get motivated pretty equally for each game but a lot of guys get so wrapped up into one game right. that that next week they don't get prepared right know? yeah you definitely can't do that um you know i mean it's as, as you can be as hyped up and mindset getting right for all you know that one game but if you carry it over to the next weeks you know if you if, it, if you end up losing that is not you know you gotta work on that mentality because you know you won't perform well at all if you continue to hold back to what's already happened and things like that you know you gotta keep moving forward there um, so were you able to abide by the 24-hour rule that was rough always talked about yeah i mean of course it you know sucked to when you think like you get over but then like if you think about it you're like damn that sucks but it never got to the point where like it would hinder me in my performance so um yeah i would get over it um like i said obviously it was you know it would leave a bad taste but you know first game of the year you know you got several more and you know can obviously you know in the in the season you know on a better note than what you started and i remember talking about that a lot last year chandler with this east carolina team not that they were world beaters but hey, we're finally winning some games. Like, how will they handle success? How will they handle winning? Because they're so used to losing. And uh, it feels like Mike Houston's team uh, handled that pretty well last year. Didn't have too many letdowns. Absolutely. uh, I mean, you're talking about these kids. The first year we had this players' lounge, and, you know, you start the season 0-2, and they start and they end the season on a high note with all these wins and you really couldn't tell the difference if you looked at a prl from the loss after the south carolina game and looked at the 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 win against navy uh these these guys were in the same mindset so i mean i think that's something that mike houston's preaching as well yeah gotta have uh gotta have that stability you can't get too high too low during the long grueling football season and we say it's long and grueling but it goes by fast, so enjoy every day of yes. this football season, folks. Yes, it does. All right, let's uh, get another break in. We'll come back. We got more uh, audio we can get to, but we also need to go Pirate Radio Outdoors. We kind of skipped out on it last week, so we'll get an update on what Bryce has been up to on the water and maybe preparing for the woods as well. We'll talk about that and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles? Tighten and lift your skin. Smooth your skin texture. Erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair. Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultation is available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Uh, last week on the show, Touchdown Tony Collins was supposed to join us in the 5 o'clock hour on Thursday. 
uh he was a late scratch so it was just the crew hanging out and uh we decided to throw out some bold predictions for ecu football and after that we decided to throw out bold predictions for general topics anything uh things we think uh will happen and chandler you had a uh a very, very bold very bold off the cuff um prediction can you uh tell bryce what your what your bold prediction was i'll be i'll be glad to bryce you better enjoy octopi octopi <laughs> Where's the, it's not octopi you better enjoy octopi yeah octopi. while they, while they last because in 2040 by the year 2040 there will no longer be octopus he says octopus octopi will be extinct by 2040 really that is based off nothing by the way that is just but then we looked it up and apparently they are in danger (laughs) they are yeah we are starting to lose some octopi so what's happening to the octopi 18 years left of octopi and it's all downhill uh you ever encounter what kind of what kind of exotic sea life bryce have you encountered being out there Hmm. some things you weren't looking for that you saw i mean i think like snorkel or something i've seen some uh them uh seeing into me things you know the prickly did you thing. stutter there or did you say a word seeing in seeing into me <laughs> seeing into me seeing into me how you spell that uh, I, I need to figure out what uh, you're saying yikes. here yikes um maybe it's a sea urchin okay i've been sea urchin sea urchin let's check that I've out seen one of those, yeah one of those boogers oh man i came across one of those they're like little spike balls you yeah, little spike like balls. uh oh, yeah. plush balls you play with yeah, as a you kid. Throw them at your watch. you've never had like a whale like jump out <laughs> of the water have you uh well we were me and my brother one time were canoeing kind of just out in the shore and we had a whale probably they caught a a, a right whale hmm. i can't really it's a little tongue twister all right r w i think it's a oh here we w. go right whales yeah is it on and uh surface probably about 40 50 yards from me and my brother where were y'all at uh we were in the outer banks okay I've had that happen um i've never i've seen some sea turtles i've actually um we were out fishing like offshore i could probably find the picture but i was fishing offshore and no lie you know nemo uh, squirt the little turtle mm-hmm. i found one of those boogers and picked him up right, right outside the boat Did does he, say, he know, hey, dude. does he know that you are uh you advocate turtle safety like did he recognize you as a friend do you think yeah he, he looks sweet he was a sweet little booger that's good and uh, i mean i'll try to crash say and talk but i found a turtle all right found a turtle and i'm sure you've seen as many times you've been out there dolphins go behind or Dolph, yeah. beside the boat or whatever you know i've never had that happen to me really never had it happen to me i just said it like it was a common occurrence maybe it's not yeah. i just assumed that's why I've you don't assume seen. things i feel like exactly. it happens a lot i feel like people yeah. kind of take videos of like oh look at the dolphin I mean, i've seen look like dolphins, dolphins like right biased but never like that whole movie thing where they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're going with you and they're jumping going, and, yeah, yeah never ne- never anything like that all right i'll see tiger sharks and i mean i've seen some pretty wild stuff just I think, think of, just think of all the crazy. things that have been around you so close to you you haven't seen oh yeah wow mind equals blown that's some scary (laughs) stuff right there buddy all right bryce uh what you been up to on the water since we last spoke man it's let's see tuesday because last weekend i don't know what if it did too much but uh yeah this weekend was good we went big you know the big drum are you know coming into the rivers and stuff and why is that uh, I guess they're out spawn and stuff like that. Okay. 
And um, <laughs> <laughs> Chandler, you ever seen these uh, big drums that he's catching? Uh, like that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> nice catch. Uh, is there another word? Uh, I could... Just type in uh, bull Maybe. red drum. Okay. <laughs> bull red drum. There we go. All right, go ahead. Sorry. And uh, oh, buddy, we went fishing for those Saturday. Look at that boy. And uh, yeah, we ended up. We went for six for six and uh, took my soon-to-be brother-in-law. I mean, he's never called one of them, so he. Um, we're able to get them on. He ended up catching two of those. I caught two. We're, no, we caught six. Did you show, so, did you show clip the pictures? I haven't show, oh yeah, I didn't show clip the pictures. I'm very they're ignorant. biggins. I'm ignorant to all this price. Are they? Do you throw them back? Do you, yes, these okay. are the ones that are about thirty some years old. So that's, really? Oh yeah, like they're like thirty years. Look old. Look how big that thing is, man. I tell you what I like, Bryce. I like a football game under the lights, and I like a boat under the moonlight sky. Dang right. There's some night fishing some, going on. Change the light color on the boat. Oh man, that's the hoss. So why do you go at night for a reason, or? Um, I think they're a little more active. Okay. You know, at night, because I mean, we got out there about six o'clock. Well, of course, it had some little fit fiddling with the rod and stuff, but it seems like when the eight o'clock came around, just before sunset, things fired up. And uh, it was good. It was a good time to uh, be out there to me to catch six for six. Jake was out there on another boat. They ended up catching six. I mean seven. Uh, but uh, what are they about two and a half, three? How how long was that? Those are pushing in the mid mid to low forty Four? inches. So, so okay, forty eight inches. And how much uh, you were holding it? How much did it weigh? Them boogers are probably pushing anywhere from probably flirting within the. 50 pound range yeah. i mean they're they're pretty dang they're pretty heavy um but it's awesome to catch those they i mean they take off peel and drag and strong fish i'm sure you've answered this bryce a million times but so why so what do you catch to eat and what do you have to throw back and so what? you can catch these guys you can keep these guys but they have to be anywhere from 18 to 26 or 27 inches so, so yours slots. was too big yeah, yeah, they're too big. These fish are like 30, 40 years old. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. To so think about. Yeah, you know, you're regulated on your leader side, like your rig. You know, can only like the rigs we use for those. Um, you know, the leader from the hook to, you know, the weight can't be longer than six inches. Can't be longer than six inches. You have to crimp the barb on the hooks, you know, just to do all you can. So many rules. Oh, yeah, especially for those little boogers. Right. Big boogers. Big boogers. But uh, it was a good time. It was. I'm ready to go again. Hopefully, I can be going again shortly. Sounds good. Uh, any update on the, the deer stand? The deer stand, uh, all I got to do now is take it back in the woods and put the legs on it. Um, I mean, it's right there. She's ready. I asked you this off the air last week. This is what I'm curious about. So you're there to, to hunt and stalk and, and, and watch and see, but, like, any other cool stuff in the stand? Like we got a PlayStation or anything in there? Like, no, it's <laughs> my phone's the most entertaining thing I got. And of course, in the evening hunt, you bring a cold, bring a few cold. Snacks. Got a cooler in there. A few Snack. cold snacks. Cold snacks. And beer. <laughs> cold snacks. I like cold that. deliciouses. Uh, As my grandpa would say, lighter fluid. Huh? Lighter fluid. That sounds more like liquor than beer. Yeah, Some lighter yeah, fluid. Yeah. <laughs> or moonshine. <laughs> yeah. I guess he always did it because like he did it when he was grilling. Oh, okay. Need a little more lighter fluid out here. Yeah. I like it. So, uh, 
So when does the season, uh, when's your season get going? I think it is the second week, both seasons, the second week of September. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. Yes. September 10th, 30. Well, let's see. Let's see what we got here on the schedule. We are obviously Eastern. So Bo, 10th, 30th. That sound about right? Yeah. Open dates. Is there, yeah, 10th should be, yeah. Because then a month later, we got rifle. Black powder and gun. What is the differences there? Is black powder is the muzzle loader. Like, you know, packing you pack yeah. your gun powder and then you pack another, you know, your bullet down there. Well, that's it's like flint old school stuff, right? Or is that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I All right. I don't even own one of those because it'll either be bow season and then rifle comes. There you go. Pirate Radio Outdoors. Bryce Williams here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back. You're ready to wrap things up here on a Tuesday. Back with you after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. It was a down day for the Dow. It was down 154 points, closed out at 32,909. NASDAQ stayed relatively even at 12,381. The S&P just slipped nine points, closed out the day at 4,128. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing call wells fargo advisors today at 756-6900 in greenville wells fargo advisors llc member sipc now let's head back in to the show here's clip back with you pirate radio live couple minutes to go here uh by the way if you're listening to our live edition on a tuesday late afternoon players lounge delcor players lounge podcast edition coming up next as we talked to eight pirates yesterday so surely i guess we're splitting them four and four you'll hear from four tonight and four on wednesday at six o'clock that's been a really cool deal and uh i wonder if bryce i bet bryce his senior year would have agreed to join us on the show oh you you weren't like you were good to talk with i don't know how much you enjoyed it necessarily but you would give us some good answers i enjoy talking i think one time i think it was y'all did an interview to me and uh it was after practice and anna kept getting on to me because i like did something like picked my nose (laughs) and she always thought that was funny that i did that on camera i remember we were talking about um the sand pit and you know if running backs would fumble did you ever have to do the sand pit stuff or the punishments out there practice Mm. at all I, I, I can't i think we the offense had to get, get punished one time but as far as like me individually i don't think i ever had to because i fumbled maybe one time but mm. yeah the, the, the uh we'll have bryce's fumble fumbled. stats ready next week on the show yeah i remember poor breon all he could see is like his eyes and his teeth because he was covered in sand and sweat <sighs> after a practice and he was yeah. a pretty upbeat guy he was still kind of smiling and stuff oh yeah but it was uh it was quite a sight to see him in that it, sand pit fumbling is not a good feeling even in practice bryce we have college football this week oh that's right this week zero we have 
Week Let's zero. Fire up, up the schedule for Bryce Williams. Week zero call it doesn't make what scoreboard is it? I don't understand that. It's the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Duh Buck. Duh Buck. Charlie, do you still have those themes put up? I would love to get some college football music while we talk about this. Uh how about live from Dublin, Ireland, Bryce? Jeez. How would you like to play a college football game in Ireland? Cool yeah. trip, but that's a long ways to go to yeah. Northwestern versus Nebraska. Shirley Rhodes, best in the business. Uh, that's coming up at 1230. Wyoming at Illinois this Saturday. And then late night, God. your kickback, 1030. That's a terrible flight for those guys. Vanderbilt at Hawaii. Hawaii. How like, what did Vanderbilt get there? Because that is a huge time change. Good question. I saw the North like the Nebraska buses rolling out, I think yesterday. To go to their game in Ireland. So I guess they get there and have a few they days. They better hurry the heck up. I don't know about Vandy, but uh, yeah, they'll be at Hawaii. So week zero on tap. Other games, Charlotte at FAU. I think North Carolina plays Florida A&M yep. uh, this so Saturday. How is it a zero? Is this, this goes towards like bowl eligibility. Oh, it's a real week. It's just stupid. I don't know. ECU was supposed to play Marshall uh, week zero that COVID year, yep. but it got knocked out. So. Bryce, thank you for joining us, bud. Thank y'all for having me. Next week, we'll be previewing East Carolina and NC State. It'll be game week. That's crazy. Let's do it. Let's go. Crazy, crazy. For Charlie Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, the Chan Man, Bryce Williams, I am Clip Brock. We'll talk to you Wednesday, 3 o'clock, on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.